This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Red hot comic book movie news. Shooting up your butthole. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies, comics, TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. I'm here. Yes, you are here. Yeah. Did you see the Ghostbusters trailer? Yes, I Oh, we're going straight into it. Let's not buggerize around, Okay, mate. let's, let's okay. not beat around Look, the I've bush. Look, I've got many thoughts about it. I bet you do, because you are a massive Ghostbusting fan. I thought you were going to say massive idiot. That would have just, just rolled off my back. I don't even care. I'll, whatever. It's fine. Look, I am a massive Ghostbusters fan. I'm a huge fan. It's probably the movie I've seen more than any other film, I yeah. would say. Ghost, first Ghostbusters. Look, the new trailer, it's a really bad trailer. Boy, is it. It's not. I'm not saying the movie's going to be bad. Yeah. People send tweets and they're like, is it okay? Because the trailer came out. And people are like, is it okay to say this is a bad movie now? Can we admit that it's going to be bad? Can we admit this is a bad movie? I'm not going to admit it's a bad movie, yeah. but it is not a good trailer. I, I agree with that. Yeah. First of all, it's misle- like straight away it's misleading as to what kind of movie it is. Yes, because it starts with thirty years. It's a ag- sequel. Thirty yeah. years ago, four scientists team and they save save New York City, and now who's now who today who's going to answer the call? And you go, oh, it's a sequel, but yes. it's not a sequel. No, it's a remake. Because as soon as we get into the action. It's them inventing everything, yeah, and, and, and they've no one seen a ghost before. Yeah, and absolutely. And there's also another mistake in that opening bit where where they go four scientists thirty years ago, except there was three scientists. And there was three scientists so, and a blue collar Joe. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. So you know, that's maybe he became a scientist. Oh, afterwards, yeah. yeah. Maybe after two. Yeah. Maybe it's in some of the expanded universe. Maybe it's in the video, the video game. game, which is apparently quite good. Mm. But I'm not going back because 
We don't do that. We don't do that. Ex- even do in that. that show, we never do, which we don't <laughs> talk about, which we should start doing again. We'll do it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, i got some one. time. Yeah. Um, I th- it seems to me that what they've done is they've gone, what did people enjoy about the first movie? Yeah. Let's show them only those things. Yes. Because they've gone, okay, well, in the first movie, it opens with they go to a library yep. and there's a, a ghost librarian and she seems nice Everything and passive. Everything seems fine, yeah. Everything seems fine and then it turns into a monster and they, you know, yep. chaos ensues. Yes. That's in the trailer. Yes. They're like, oh, we're bloody... We, we gotta, we gotta get out there and bust some go. Oh, there's a somebody's made a thing that puts all the go, all the ghosts in a in a, in in, in the a, city. We need another recruit. Yeah, because we're swamped. Yeah, and they get another one, mm-hmm. and then there's a the bit where someone gets slapped. Look, I think there's actually there is promising things in this. Trailer. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think the cast is genuinely good. Mm. And I and I like Paul Feig, the director, a Me lot. Me too. I don't, yeah. I can't think of anything that I've disliked from him. I don't remember liking the trailer for Spy. Uh huh. Particularly, either. yeah. But I like Spy. I, yeah, I Spy prefer was good, yeah. Bridesmaids and, I, and um, the Heat. The Heat, Heat was I really great, enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, it's just it's not. You know what? People were already gonna hate this. Regardless, yeah, absolutely. And no this was what. not the trailer. Well, there is like almost immediately somebody put up on some site or something. Yeah. A website, the internet. You've heard of it? Mm, no. All right. So. <laughs> Somebody made a slideshow, uh, and and it's like the it's like an extreme recut or extreme yes, re-edit. Yes, it's I've like thirty seven yeah. seconds long, yeah. and it is much punchier. Yeah, and there's no exposition. And yes, it's, it looks good. Do you think they've gone with the whole? Well, like they did with kind of Star Wars. It's and even oh, sort of Mad Max. I thought of Star Wars. Yeah, where it's just like it's the same story. Yeah, but just kind of told with you know updated characters. Yeah, even for, though it's not a sequel. Yes, that's what I don't understand. Why it's not a sequel, though. That's one thing that really does bug me, well, regardless of the trailer. This, it's not a sequel, apparently. I read this thing from Paul mm. Feig today, where he said, well, we don't want them to just be... We want them to be, like, empowered characters. Okay, we don't sure. want them to just be like, oh, we found this... We found some tech. We and, found this technology, yeah, yeah. let's bust some more ghosts. Okay, that's fair. They want them to be like, well, we developed this technology. Yep. So, there it is. Do you think this movie will be good? Yes. I think there's enough funny moments in the trailer. And look, I've said before in the past that yeah. I changed my I did a video. All the time. I did a video on it. Yes. That thing that you said before. It's somewhere on my trailer. Oh, cool. On my podcast. On my YouTube. One of the <laughs> things I do. All right? Shut it's up, behind everyone. you. <laughs> um, look, I've, I've said this before. If, they, if somebody can't make a good trailer from a movie. Oh, right. Yes. It's often, it's almost never a good movie. Mm. I don't know. I maybe I'm maybe I'm changing my tune on this one. I sure. still I feel there are always exceptions. I feel there's enough talent in this movie yes. that it would be very odd that if it wasn't at least good. Yes, it's just whoever made this trailer is a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, yeah, in terms of like it, it is very remakey. Like yeah. again, so we, we've talked about Star Wars. Uh, Force Awakens is very Episode Four remakey. Totally, and this is also very remakey. Look, I feel it's like, you know, you know, if you watch a, like an episode of like CSI yes. or like Law and Order or something like that, mm. every episode's essentially the same. Yeah. And the key yep. is, do you like the characters? Would you be willing to show up every week and watch these characters just do their thing? Right, right, right. I think yeah. this might be a case of like, it's going to be the same, but do you want to see Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon do their thing on screen? And I do. I do. Yeah. Quite frankly. What do you think? Uh, did, now we now we've seen it. Mm. What do you think in, of like the various characters? They seem like uh, 
parallels with the original. Yeah, I would say that's yeah. true. I think they've switched some characteristics yes, around. Yes, totally. Yes. So Kate yeah. McKinnon's a bit Egon, yeah, but also okay. a bit Venkman. Yes. See, as okay. Well. I think what they've done: Melissa McCarthy is Ray. Yep. Kept her the same. Mm-hmm. Leslie Jones is Winston. Right. Yes. Well, which no. might make people uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's a bit odd. But that's how it is. That's, okay. Here's the, here's also the thing. Like, a lot of people have said. Why is it that... Because in, in the first one, mm. it's Ray, Venkman and Egon are the scientists. Yes. And Winston's like... He's just a, like a working... He's like a blue-collar yeah. Joe and he comes in and he's like, well, just I need a, a job and they need... Originally, they need that, extra hands originally that role was for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's right. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that something? That is something. Anyway, anyway back, sorry, go on. Anyway. Um, so I think that... Yeah, a lot of some people are uncomfortable. Like, why did they just make Leslie Jones the same? Like, sure, yeah, the blue collar Joe off the street. But apparent, somebody said to me that apparently in this movie she's she's a historian. She knows New York, as she says. Well, in see, the so that's the thing. And yeah. she's, and people are like, "Why is her skill? She knows the streets." That's a little <laughs> bit. But somebody, I don't know if this is true or not. But apparently, this again, this didn't come across in the trailer. But she's like. A New York historian. Okay, and sure. So she, right. That's her skill set. Yeah. But they they threw this in in the trailer, but being like, I'm from the streets. Sure. Okay. So fine. she could be like, that's Abraham Lincoln, New York citizen. That's where he's from, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely right. I knew yeah. it was. I knew yeah. it was the case. New York's favorite son. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I so I think those two are the same. Yeah. And they've gotten Kristen Wiig is Venkman mm. because she's got Bill Murray's existential sadness. Yeah. <laughs> like she's surrounding her all the time. Like she's not, I'm not saying she's like the female Bill Murray, but she's like the new, like every generation needs that. That's ne- Kristen Wiig. Needs a bloody Bill Murray. Right. So what they've done is they've taken Egon's like scientific knowledge. Yeah. They've given it to Venkman. Yeah. Leaving Egon only with a bunch of eccentricities. <laughs> then they've taken Venkman's devil may care attitude and they've given it to Egon, yes. resulting in Kate McKinnon. Yes. Also, she looks like the cartoon version of Egon. Yes, the she real does. Busters, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so right. and 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 so Kristen Wiig is now yeah Venkman plus Egon. Awesome. Yeah. There's some classic comments on this trailer. Oh yes. By the way, which has massive, massive thumbs down like yes, isn't it? crazy yeah. like, like i've never stra- seen anything like, like it like two minutes in it was like 200 thumbs up 200 thumbs down yeah mm. now it's like it's something like 150,000 to 250,000 thumbs down <laughs> wow so i picked up a few comments uh-huh. uh this one says feminism is ruining all the classics okay sure <laughs> which i don't think applies but what other classics pride and prejudice sure ruined well i know they're making a mad fe- max fury road ruined it's the best mad max movie it is isn't it <laughs> There's no question it's the best Mad Max movie. Like, uh, they're remaking... Well, they're talking about all-female Expendables and an all-female Ocean's Eleven. But I like Ocean's Eleven. It's good. Mm -hmm. The sequel's not as much. Correct. But the original Ocean's Eleven is total shit. The the one from the (laughs) 60s. Yeah, it's just... It's just the Rat Pack walking around drunk on a soundstage. It's just sidling up to each other in bars. That's all it is. And, like, the... Because you know, in the in the like the remake, the Clooney one, yeah. there's like all these tricks, and everybody's got yeah. a skill set, and everybody's got technology and money, and it's action packed. In the original, like Frank Sinatra just like sidles around an open door <laughs> into like the where the safe is, and he just grabs the money and he just walks out. Like that's the whole, that's the whole heist, and that's in the first ten minutes, yes. and then he just drinks for the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, and the no Expendables good. isn't good, is it? No. So yeah. I like this one. Bad attempt. A woman cannot be a ghostbuster. <laughs> Feminists need to calm down and accept this mm. fact. Look, so disagree. They're fictional, you, yeah, right? They're fictional and also <laughs> ghosts are afraid of period blood. Well, so. actually, funny you should mention that Oh, one. no. 
Um, no, not the period blood thing. Okay, right. There's a lot of feminazis. I just got AIDS. There's that one. That's weird. It's great. I think that's unrelated, though. I think oh, that's yeah, a that's cry probably, for help. Look, if anything, he's probably just typing that on every YouTube video. <laughs> he's just going through a crisis and he's just like going through every YouTube video he watches. He's just like, I've got AIDS. <laughs> this one says, movie is suck. Great. Uh, this is actually for you. quite reasonable. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. On. Doesn't look like the greatest thing in the world, but I'll probably watch it. But seriously, where was this all this vitriol for Robocop or Total Recall or The Thing or National Lampoon's Vacation? All great movies that were uh, totally botched reboots. I disagree that Robocop's a totally botched I like reboot, Robocop but, as well, yeah. But this, it's not the same movie. And you couldn't make the same. We've, we've discussed this. Yeah. Go back to a Robocop episode. Did I say You mo- specifically. I will. Okay. Did I say movies suck? Did I say, mention that one? Yeah, most likely. Okay, good. Yeah, you did, yeah. There's a lot of this one, like, you officially just shit all over my childhood, Sony. I hate you. Great. As we said before, the movies still exist. You can still watch, watch the it. Well, you can watch it. You can watch it 10 times in a day. This guy is definitely going to kill himself because he says, I'm going to kill myself if this is happening. So, <laughs> well, there's no way out of this, mate. Like, this is the one I was talking about. You've got no leverage here. You're a guy on YouTube. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Women have to call men to kill a spider, but they expect us to believe that they will take on ghosts. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? I love it. Oh, oh, great. Last one. I'm sorry, but uh, using women disrespects the original. Nothing against women. <laughs> no harm yep. intended. I'm not a racist, but... <laughs> yeah. So at least it's funny, the comments, I yeah, guess. So at yeah. least, it, you know, there's... Look, while we all go watch Ghostbusters, if you hate the idea of it, just go and read all the comments. Please. And you'll have a good time. And you and know, you'll have a good time. I feel like even if... People who hate this and then end up hating the final product, they'll get more joy out of uh, telling people how much that the movie sucks and how much they hate it than if they actually released a movie that they were happy with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And they'll never release a movie that they're happy with. <laughs> well, that's never also true. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all the things we have to say about that movie? I, I think so, yeah. But look, yeah, it could be crap. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll bloody see in uh, July. I might be... In London then as well, so you might have to do that episode without me. Okay. Or just take a week off. Okay. <laughs> Double okay. Double okay. Anything else or? In terms of news. No, 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 I have more news. Okay, right, let's go for it. All right. Did, you were going to say something. I think I feel like I cut you off. Oh, who do you think? Uh, good. Good callback. Thank you. To a thing that I said, <laughs> and then I forgot. Um, who do you think, what what platform do you think has the worst commenters? YouTube. Really? Yeah. I would say, oh, you're probably right. I would say Instagram have the dumbest, <laughs> like the dumbest commenters. That's probably true. Like YouTube, um, it's not to put down kids, uh-huh. UNICEF, all that. Sure, but yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of like angry teenagers on there just spilling garbage, and That's, it's not all teenagers. Like, uh-huh. but it's, it's a. Like a lot of kids, and we've spoken to people about this. They don't, they don't watch TV. They, you know, they go on it's YouTube, just YouTube and, yeah. and whatever. So, mm-hmm. and there's just, it's where if somebody doesn't like a thing, it's kind of the biggest platform to go and not like a thing. Mm. You know, especially if it's like a piece of pop culture, or say yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber did a haircut or whatever he does. He's always doing a haircut <laughs> or a tattoo. Yeah, his dong out. I don't know. Um, I think it, I think maybe YouTube is there's the most vitriol. Right, like people fill up the whatever the character limit with just essays. Yeah. But I always think I think Instagram have the dumber <laughs> the dumber commenters. Like the existential buffoons, like that kind of stuff. Oh maybe, but all like Like my eyes are mirrors, where's my soul? You look into yourself. Oh, you no, I was, I was thinking more about like, you know, some 
you know, some, there'll be like a cosplay person. They'll be like, oh, hey, it's, you know, um, I'm here, you know, at this cosplay convention. Come right. say hi if you see me or whatever. And then somebody will just be like, you big boobs. You got your boobs. You know, and every word's just misspelled. Type, just type what you see, mate. Yeah, just, just like, exactly. Just yeah. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Mm. All right, well, here's some other news that'll piss people off. Great. Uh, Mark Hamill, in response to J.J. Abrams, saying that uh, there will be Star Wars characters in the Star Wars universe... Oh, um, wait, that, stop there. <laughs> that are gay. Oh. He said, so that, that's the thing that's going to happen. They actually, there have been gay characters appear in uh, some of the, the new expanded universe. Yeah. Um, gay C-3PO. That's right. When he was reprogrammed to be gay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so Mark Hubble said, yeah, sure, Luke. Gay IG-88. <laughs> I think IG he was always gay. gay. Oh, okay, yeah. right. So they changed yeah. his name. Changed his name, yeah. 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 Uh, so Mark Hubble said, yeah, sure, Luke could be gay. It's, uh, it's meant to be interpreted by the viewer. If you think Luke's gay, of course he is. So, mm. you know what, though? He could be. Yeah. Because the one person we've seen him with in the new canon yep. was his sister. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a confusing time. Sure, <laughs> yeah. In a, in, a, in a young man's life. I'm not saying that will turn a person gay, but <laughs> I'm saying there's no evidence to suggest that maybe, maybe he is. It did, could definitely go... No, what was I saying? There's no evidence to suggest either way. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. All right. Oh, here's a bit of news. Right. I, you probably aren't going to bring this up, but I thought it was interesting. Mm. Uh, we talked last week about Gods of Egypt. Now we're probably not going to see it. Oh, did yeah. you see Alex Proyas had a the oh, director had, yeah, had a massive meltdown. Yeah, he did. Um, he called the pretty, the critics a pack of diseased vultures pecking at the bones of a dying carcass. All right, man. Based on their reviews uh, that are currently at twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, I think. yeah, it's pretty. Got a, um, this took a bit of a kicking, man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the first professional reviews of a movie can poison the well so that people are afraid to drink from it. Is that a metaphor? Or the review was literally... Oh, no, there was literally... <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a... Like at the Gods of Egypt premiere, there was a magic well. Like a big gold well. And the first well. reviewers put cyanide in it. Oh, that shouldn't like, be allowed. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. They're like, this will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to see it. Yeah, me too. I've heard it's like... I've heard people say, look, it's just crap and I hate it. But I've heard uh-huh. people also say, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, looking at that trailer, what would you say the budget of that film is? Low. Like, 120 million dollars. It might even be 140. It's it's no lower than 120. Though. I was going to say 53 yeah. million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well that's yeah. I don't know where all the money went to the gold. I guess Gerard Butler. Hmm. There's a scene where Jeffrey Rush turns into like a fire. Oh well, he doesn't man. do that for free. <laughs> he certainly does. So that's probably it. Like he's yeah. sick of doing that. It's, he gets real itchy after he does it. What do you think of a director being able to lash out at critics like that? Do you think that's an appropriate response? What do you think you do? I can understand it. Like, if you make a thing, and he's probably spent three years developing this, uh-huh. say. Maybe more. Maybe yeah, less. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know his deal. Yeah. Where is he at? But, and then you put that out, and then people just severely kick it. Uh-huh. Do you think you then have the right to attack people? Yeah. <laughs> I think he can, I think he should probably do it individually. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because mm. I know Kevin Smith has done it before. Not to that level of severity, uh-huh. I don't think. And, you know, there, are, there have been other directors. Yeah. But no, there I can, have been other directors. There's certainly, but I can see why that would hurt. Steven Spielberg. He's a director, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That woman that did all those Nazi propaganda films during World War Two. <laughs> I'm not two directors. I'm not okay, that's two of your favourites. Two of my faves. <laughs> you know, Warner Brothers. Yeah, they've I've heard of them. They've shifted the responsibility of their Sandman movie over to New Line, and because of this, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was on board to direct and potentially star, and he was developing it with now Neil Gaiman, who, of course, wrote Sandman. He'd be a good Sandman. Well, he's out. Oh, <laughs> he would have been a good Sandman. So he basically said, look, when it came down to it, 
it, it, it put out this Facebook post and it was just like, look, we did, we didn't see eye to eye. So I've just decided mm-hmm. to, to step away. This movie has, they've been trying to make this since like the nineties. Remember we've actually even talked about it. Haven't we? The, Almost certainly we have. Yeah, yes. The version Neil Gaiman kind of tried to get started and it's kind of a difficult, maybe not, what's the word difficult? It's, it's, it's very, unfilmable. I wouldn't say it's unfilmable, but there's a lot of like heavy themes and magic and realms and look, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. And also there's like elements, you'd have to swap out some of the DC heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they yeah. don't really fit in there. Yeah. Or you do put them in. Cause it's like just the society characters. So maybe you can put them in, maybe you can get them for cheap somehow. That's exactly it. Mm. Is it, I mean, and, and is it the same universe now? If it's over at new line, does that mean that they're not going to fold it into the mm. other DC? Yeah. Into the regular DC universe. Look, let's just throw it on the big pile of DC movies that are never going to get released. <laughs> is this new news? Because this came up in my Facebook feed. I think new news is just called news. But anyway, go on. You've blown my mind. <laughs> uh, have we have we talked about Green Lantern Corps? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Is it come? It's release dates 2020? 2020, 2019, something like that. <gasps> I, I read 2020 just earlier. Oh, well, what they've said about it's that. It's never happened. <laughs> well, what actually, it's, I, I do have news about this. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Batman v Superman producer Charles Roven says that the Green Lantern might not appear until Justice League 2. Yep. Um, because every beat of the movie basically hasn't been worked out yet. So there's obviously room for, for, deta- for things. Uh-huh. I think it is 2020. I think yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely... There's, there's rumors that he might appear in Wonder Woman because there's an actor and I can't remember who the name of him is. He's, he's rumored to be Hal Jordan. I can't remember uh, who it is. Oh, yeah, okay. And he kind of yeah. has the look and he has the jacket, like the, the flight jacket. I don't That's know. That's all you need. That's all you bloody need, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah. But he's not like a, a super well-known guy. Mm. Um, so he, he, might, he might be showing up for that. That might just kind of be, you know, might be a bit of a misdirect. Mm. But on the topic of Batman v Superman. Oh, yes. There's been some like spoilery kind of details released. And um, I've had a few emails and comments from people saying like, oh, can you, you know, please not talk about any of the, the spoiler details. Well, here we go. The, the Batman v Superman. And uh, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not going to be like it's, that's we're so, um, we're so close yeah. to seeing <laughs> yeah, this thing. Exactly. It's been, when did, when was it announced? Like July of 2013 yes, or something like and that. And we started this in September, September of 2013. So it was before this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Singerman in particular said, yep. yeah, can you please not spoil it? No, so basically they've released some spoiler, deta- spoiler, spoiler details. There's been more footage released. We're Here's a list kind of, of Marvel that. Studios films that have come out <laughs> since Batman v Superman has been released. Please. Uh, has been announced. Uh, let's see. Um, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, uh, Thor The Dark World? Yeah. Snuck in there. Good on you, Look, that's it. That's enough. I think Iron Man three was May. I think yep. it just. I think yeah. we missed that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Thor two was the first one mm. after Batman. Yeah. Also, several seasons of Agent Carter and Agents of Shield. Yes, Agents of Shield is actually make some movies, <laughs> DC. They're making them. <laughs> They're coming. They're bloody coming, mate. Every ball, every actor's going to be dead by the time they finish <laughs> putting the universe together. They're uh, dead or so afraid of typecasting <laughs> they won't do anymore. Henry Cavill, like he's the first guy to not be. To be hit with the Superman curse. In what way? That he's done one other film. Wait, first guy to be hit. No, to not uh, be hit. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. else has been typecast and yeah. just faded away in obscurity. Not Dean Kane. He did Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, that's true, actually. And bloody, what's his name? Is in bloody Legends of Tomorrow. He did that other one where he, Dylan Dog, did yeah, a was night. In, yeah, he was in Dylan Dog. He was also he was in, in Zack and Mary. He was the title character in Dylan Dog. He was. Mm. He was the dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Batman v Superman is tracking for a hundred and forty million dollar US opening. Ooh. So you know it's 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 doing it's wow. doing well. They could make a whole. They could make a Gods of Egypt sequel for that. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> so good. And Suicide Squad two is actually rumored to be started starting filming as early as twenty seventeen because the bloody first one's so good. That's what they're saying. I'm so. doing I'm doing like the cocked eyebrow look of they'll never. They'll they're both make up. It. That's not a cocked eyebrow. You need to work on that. All right. I just look surprised. <laughs> So that's pretty, uh, look, it's all, look, well, all this universe is going to open up as soon as this Batman v Superman movie comes out in yep. two or three weeks, whatever it is, this is all going to open up. All right. For better <laughs> or for worse, it'll yep. be done yeah, and we good. can all move forward. Finally, God, we can finally pack in some more Shia LaBeouf news because <laughs> as you know, we're only allowed to have one or the other. That's on right. The show. Exactly. Um, so straight up films, the oh, production yes. company, uh, all right. Interesting title. Uh, they they will adapt the Thief video game for the big screen. For the big Ooh. screen. Big screen. Are uh, you a fan of those games? I'm certainly a fan of video games that are translated to the big screen because <laughs> they always work out well. We're bound to get a good one eventually. Not true. I disagree. I think there's. I think someone's going to do it eventually. I think we're going to get either Warcraft will be good this year or Assassin's Creed will be good. One of those is bound to be good. I'm not saying definitely, but I'm saying definitely. You're not saying great though. No, you know what? I'll say great. One of them is going to be great. No, one of them should be great. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, you're not fine. One of them will be great. Okay, right? good. All I right. don't entirely believe all that right. wholeheartedly, but I'm just saying Everybody that- note down the time code <laughs> so we can shove it in his face when it turns out they're both just kind of bad-ish. <laughs> we'll see. We'll mm. bloody see. Yeah. And, you know, and all it takes is, you know, one to be good and then we're bloody off and running and then we're going to get Mortal Kombat sequels until the guy who does the- Fatality voiceover dies. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Ed Boone. That's the only Mortal Kombat creator. It might be Ed Boone. It might be Ed Boone. <laughs> the guy who says toasty. Yeah. His yeah. name's probably Aaron. I yeah. don't know. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. Sylvester Stallone has been milling about the area. He's been spotted oh, right, holding yeah. a Guardians of the Galaxy script and using it. Using <laughs> Wait, it. How, how, how conspicuously is he holding the script? Uh, it's, it's just like out. over his head, <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah, like he's running. Like it's the raining, road. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's also seen getting into a car that Chris Pratt normally uses, which means he could be a thief. He's definitely yeah, he's that. <laughs> so, but it sounds to me like Stallone's going to appear as something. Something people are saying, ego, the living planet. When you say people, you mean us? No, I didn't say that. But people on Twitter have been tweeting that yep. to us. Please. How how much human growth hormone do you think he'd need just to become a perfectly symmetrical ball? Like, he's pretty close. Yeah, I was going to say he's almost <laughs> there anyway. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Who else could he be, though? I think he maybe maybe he could be the nemesis of Peter Quill's father. Okay. Because I think Peter Quill's father is rumoured to be Kurt Russell. Yeah. That's the rumour. Mm-hmm. And they were in Tango and Cash together. So oh, some kind of sweet great. Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. I have, as I, I'm not a massive fan of Stallone. I have we, we're aware. That. Yep. Look, it's probably mostly unjustified, but I, I do. The only kind of thing that I've really enjoyed him do is Rocky and uh-huh. Rambo. But he doesn't really do anything in Rambo. It's just, it's just mullet and running. It's pretty <laughs> it's much very true. Yes, yeah. in the rain, you can't yeah. really see what's happening. And you know, he's good in like Copland. And, and anybody like could that. jump on the top of the bloody that bloody truck and fire a machine gun at people. You'd know it, mate. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to do, probably do it together. It looks pretty heavy. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Just grab a handle each and swing around. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, it's interesting though, especially off the back of um, 
Oh yeah, the Oscars happened. Do you care? No. Good. Because he didn't uh, win. Who got robbed? Uh, Stallone. For the dude from um, that bloody Steven Spielberg movie one. The one about Bridge of Spies. Mark something? Sure. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> Stallone didn't get Best Supporting Actor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I genuinely, genuinely think he should have got for Creed. Okay. But then again, I haven't seen this other guy do this other thing in that mm-hmm. Spielberg movie that I didn't watch. So Fantastic. Who am I to say anything? All right, one more piece. Of Whenever me. the Oscars come up, it's just a, it's just a huge list of movies I didn't see. Yeah, I, know, I didn't right? get around to. Didn't yeah. see the Revenant. Haven't seen the Revenant me yet. Neither, yeah. Haven't seen Spotlight yet. Haven't seen, seen Spotlight. Brooklyn. Haven't seen. Haven't Brooklyn. seen Leonardo DiCaprio. I think Mad Max was nominated. Was it? That it one. Won, that it won up. every. It basically won everything except Best Picture. Yeah. Which is odd, right? Yeah. Because you'd think it's all those th- elements combined would make a good picture, but apparently not. Well, you don't know anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't. <laughs> oh. I said there was one more bit of news. There's actually two. Oh, I have, uh, I have bits, bits of news as well. Excellent. Is it about the Venom movie? No. So, Sony, the Venom movie is back on the table. Oh, this is Sony. a bit of news about the Venom movie. Yes. Okay, great. Now, there's some good things about this project. Uh-huh. Edge of Tomorrow writer uh, Dante Harper is on board. Great name. That's the end of the good news. Fantastic. Uh, Abby Arad is producing. Sure. Who's done it, some Spider-Man? He's driven a lot of Spider-Man into the ground. Boy, has he! Uh, and it's also in a twist. And I think this has got something to do with not sharing the money with Marvel. This franchise is unrelated and apart from the Spider-Man franchise, which is happening in conjunction with Marvel with the MCU. Huh. So basically, this version of Venom doesn't have origins in Peter Parker, I guess, or spiders, or spiders. So gonna make that spot, gonna make that giant spider insignia on his chest uh, a bit odd, isn't it? Does that mean that they'll have another Peter Parker, or that they'll just kind of? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Oh. They can't do two Peter Parkers, can they? Unless they're making a Spider Verse movie at some point. No, I don't think they can. Um, no, because you'd need, uh, yeah, because you'd need. You need an amulet to shatter, and then it goes to all the different Peter Parkers, and they bring it together in the universe. Yes, that is, was exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> but you need, like, which, is it going to be Eddie Brock or is it going to yeah, be... Yeah, exactly. Because if it's Eddie Brock, Thompson, he then. needs somebody else to hate. And yes. if they're not going to put Peter Parker in it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he hates whatever... I guess he can hate whoever Stan Lee's guest character is. <laughs> Willie Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. Reprising his role. Yeah, Willie yeah. Lumpkin from Ben um, Or they make... I, you know what they'll probably do is they'll probably make it Agent Venom... Oh, Flash Thompson. Maybe not even Flash Thompson. Just though. an agent Venom. Just some guy. Just like a program, a government program where yep. they give you the Venom. I think they're going to do that. I okay. think they're going to bit like it'll be with... I think it'll just be we've recovered some sort of alien residue. Right. <laughs> yep. Landed on Earth. Yeah. We've built this super suit with it. Yep. And... We, you know, somebody takes somebody with no legs, yep, a la Flash Thompson, but not Flash Thompson, takes it out into the field, and they're like, "This suit's amazing," and then it grows the teeth and the whatever, and he's like, "No, what do I do?" Kind of thing, and it's that it'll be that, <laughs> right, right, but with no Spider-Man characters do or you, any connection to the Spider-Man universe. Do you think though, if they were smart about this, which they won't be, correct? Um, they should because I, I'm assuming they're doing this so they don't have to pay Marvel any money yeah. or, or there's any kind of, you know, they don't have to strike any kind of deal. Uh-huh. So I'm presuming that. They could maybe hint that it's in the same universe, but not actually explicitly. Oh, sure, say. yeah. Like Deadpool has a Halle carrier, yes, in it, but it's never mm. said that it is a Halle carrier, so Correct, they can yeah. kind of get away with it. Uh-huh. So, look, I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see a Venom movie. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, know me if, too. I, don't, I mean, I don't, you know, regardless, I hashtagged. Would you rather see a? Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say I hashtagged the news and I said bring back Topher. 
And Absolutely, like, yes. <laughs> I wasn't serious. Okay, but maybe I was serious. Oh my God, it's Venom's. <laughs> Twitter's a scary place. Would you rather see a fun Deadpool-esque Venom movie or a Amazing Spider-Man-esque sad oh God. Venom movie? That's tough because fun doesn't really suit Venom, but I also hate that Spider-Man, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man universe. Mm. This is the only reason this is getting off the ground is because of Deadpool, though. Oh, yeah. So you're like, what R-rated characters do we have? Can we do Carnage? <laughs> no, we have to do Venom. Uh, okay, well, can we do Venom? But then we have to do Spider-Man. Uh, we gave him away, sort of. So <laughs> we gave him back to his rightful owners because we've made nothing but bad movies for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, great. I like some of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I still think Spider-Man Two is amazing, mm. but you hate it. Last bit of news from me. Okay, okay. Unless you got something to. Can I give? Because I've got two bits of news. Is it about which are probably party? old news? Yes, I'm aware. Sausage Party is <laughs> still a real. Okay, this is this is tangentially related because bloody Jonah Hill's in it. Um, have they confirmed that 23 Jump Street is going to be the Men in Black crossover? Yes, apparently. Yeah. yeah. What do you think but, of that? Well, look. Initial, I'm sure because we mentioned it because. Like in 2014, there was that hack of the Sony emails. I remember. And it was like, one of them was just like, 23 Jump Street, Men in Black, question mark, <laughs> in one of these emails. And I think at the time I was like, eh, not really. But I've since rewatched 21 and 22 Jump Street. And I'm yeah. like, I'm on board. I like those guys I a lot. completely agree. That yeah. being said, it does say um, there will be no original Men in Black characters. So Will oh. Smith's not coming back. Yeah, fair enough. Tommy Lee Jones is not coming back. Well, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Inside. Oh. <laughs> Just hanging out with Eastwood, being mates. That's it. Um, That's okay. I, I think that Men in Black universe, it's done. Like, okay. It's, it's kind of... But wouldn't you prefer to see some recognisable characters? Like, like who would they get? Yeah, Rip Torn. <laughs> Bring Rip Torn But he didn't back. come back for the third one either. Yeah. Emma Thompson. Michael Jackson was... Uh, just bloody sorry. Bloody automatic ads. I'm trying to look for a quote from David Crumholtz about Sausage Party. But I'm coming okay, great. Uh, Finally, the, the world's foremost, foremost <laughs> authority on Sausage Party, David Crumholtz. The guy from, from Numbers. numbers. Yeah. Uh, what was Is he, he in it or do you just... No, he's in it. For... He plays the Armenian flatbread. And oh. he said something like, it's the funniest script I've ever read. Huh. And he knows. He's read a lot of scripts for the tv show numbers <laughs> i don't doubt it mm. yeah hey dog what are you about all right what's your last bit of news no that Is was sausage, sausage party, party so, oh yeah. uh, i have one last one mm. uh ian mcshane has been cast in american gods right yeah ian mcshane you know from deadwood that's great news it's good right yeah good yeah. good yeah he's awesome. gonna be mr wednesday who's the i can't spoil it but he's a he's a guy he's an important person he's an important person in american gods i feel like uh ian mcshane hasn't got the kind of um like, he's a great actor. But he hasn't got the gravitas? No, after Deadpool, he hasn't kind of found something Deadwood? that's really... Sorry, what did I say? Deadpool. Yeah, sorry. After after, Dead... after that, he came out of that session of Deadpool. <laughs> um, no, he, um, yeah, he hasn't kind of found that role that's kind of solidified him. Do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, this might be it. Mm. This might be bloody, yeah. bloody in the TV adaptation. I'm bloody looking bloody... forward to it, I think. Yeah. You've read it, haven't you? I have read it. I haven't like read it yet. I've got to bloody get mm. into it. Sorry, mm. I? I've lost my bloody page. I'm bloody... Where am I? In yeah, fact, yeah. the last uh, the last time this came up, I think we had an Audible sponsorship. This was like oh a hundred and ten episodes ago or <laughs> yes. something. Yes. We had a we had a, a fateful Audible sponsorship that went one one episode, and they're like, nah, <laughs> not not anymore. Yeah, yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible. So you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother... Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify 
as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effects. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Yeah. All right. We know what we have to talk about now. What's that? And we have to talk about it because we said we would. Yeah. The Christopher Reeve Superman universe. Ugh. Before we do this. Yes. Now, the Christopher Reeve Superman universe, it's... Garbage. <laughs> I was going to say expansive. It's an expanding mound of garbage. <laughs> you, you really heavily dislike it. I don't like them. They're it, no good. I don't think that's entirely true. Give me an example of something in it that's good. The second one's pretty good. Is it? <laughs> it's the least worst one. You've got to remember, though, it set the trend for a lot of these superhero movies, and it came at a time where there was literally nothing like I don't think like it this. did set the trend for a lot of superhero movies. Superman though. 2 is Spider-Man 2. They're the same movie. It set that trend, didn't it? So it set a trend mm. for a movie, for one movie 20 years later. And also in terms of casting unknowns in superhero roles. Or sure, like Michael actors. Keaton. Like Michael Keaton. Oh, he was, you know, he was no-ish, but sure. yeah. Like At, Jack Nicholson. Like Jekyll Nicholson. Yep. No, but a lot of the time, like, the superhero themselves will be a, you know, a relatively unknown actor. Mm-hmm. And then they'll build a bigger cast around them. Okay, sure. Which, which this did. Mm-hmm. Brought on board Gene Hackman next to, you know, relatively unknown Christopher Reeve. Mm. See what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Do you think Christopher Reeve is a good Superman, though? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's not the problem. He's there. not the problem. Do you think if he was in this era of Superman films or modern ones, do you think he, he would still would just slot right in nicely? I mean, you'd have to change the uniform. <laughs> you would definitely have to. Or outfit, yeah. we better call it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not the problem. No. Well, okay. Why don't we go through movie by movie? Okay, let's do it, and I'll tell you why they're garbage. <laughs> Starting with Superman the movie from 1978. If you disagree with my opinions on the Superman movies. <laughs> Email mrsundaymovies at gmail.com. Please don't. I'd never check that email. Oh. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, so I was going to say, my first question here is, do you like it? No. 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 You know, they, they went through a lot of well-known actors until they got to Christopher Reeve. Like, some of the names... I did a video on it. It's called, like, 50 Actors Who Are Nearly Superman. Uh-huh. They're, like, Robert Redford and, like, Paul Newman and, um, like, Stallone was thrown in the mix and... Even like um, Neil, they met with Neil Diamond. <laughs> like they just what? they cast a huge net. So when you say that they set the trend of casting an unknown actor, mm. it's just because every well-known actor said no. <laughs> a lot of actually, yeah, that's true. Steve McQueen was dead. Uh, no, he died in the early eighties. Probably because yeah. they probably because he didn't get cast as Superman. I think it was something with his physique. Um, they were like, oh, he's not like fit enough to be. He was like, you know, he's like sixties fit. Which yeah, is which is though. not fit at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> 60s fit is fit enough that you can tense your stomach muscles and somebody can punch you in the stomach and you're probably okay. At a bar or you get Because you're cancer. drunk, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're fine. It did, it's not that it didn't hurt, it's just you were drunk and it didn't, you know, you just, you just walk it off the next day at, while you're drunk. So I know a big problem with all of these films is... Yes. They're all land deals, basically. Yeah. Not all of them, but... Maybe they are. I feel one land deal is too many land deals. Okay, sure. You don't should, think Lex should we talk? Should we talk about? Look, I. This has come up on previous episodes, sure. but I think we've got a lot of new listeners now. Yes, I should just tell you, tell everyone why I hate these Superman movies, please. If I could, right? <laughs> you can. Okay, so like mo- a lot of people, if you say who's your least favorite superhero, yeah, a lot of people will say Superman. Right. And you say why, and and they'll go, okay, well he's. He's a goody two shoes, like a one dimensional goody two shoes. Right. And he's boring and he can do anything and nothing can hurt him except, except kryptonite, right? Right, yep. And in these movies, that's pretty much true. And the, uh, he fights that computer. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, but see, the, th- the thing is that those, all those problems were issues that faced the writers of Superman, like in that era, like in yes. the 70s. Like because you know when Superman started in you know 1938, I want to say dead on. He w- <laughs> we were both throwing our hands up because we can't remember. But like he was, you know, he was uh, faster than the speeding bullet, mm. more powerful than the locomotive. He could leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yep, ate a steak and a milk for breakfast every day. You know it. And he was fit for the 1930s. He certainly was. You punch him in the stomach. But then, and and you know that because. The in like the environment, you know, the environment of Krypton was so you know hellish. Yes. That he, you know, people, hu- humans evolved in that in that environment to be super strong. Yeah. And, that's why and Man could, of Steel borrows a bit of that as well. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and you know, the 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 atmosphere was so foggy that they developed incredible vision powers and et cetera, sure. et cetera. But then, like over the years, the creators would just, of Superman were just like, let's add another power and see see where we go. Let's add another kind of whatever, and then. Uh, you know, when it got to like the seventies, mm. like sort of the tail end of the Silver Age Superman, he could just do anything. Yes, like he could juggle planets. He could had any, any power he wanted, and there was like he could shoot a miniature version out of his hand. At one point, himself. he could do that, and it had all his powers. Yeah, <laughs> and and at, and at one point, like in the comic books, there was even a new Krypton. Right. So there was like a new planet of Kryptonians, all of whom had Superman's powers. And so it, became, so it wasn't even special. It wasn't alive. even special anymore, exactly. <laughs> and so it sort of became increasingly difficult for the writers to come up with a reason why 
in one issue he was like, you know, fighting an alien, like a fleet of alien ships, like right. an alien armada. And then in the next issue he was having trouble finding bank robbers. They probably had like, some kind of... Kryptonite laser. Exactly. Would have had a kryptonite laser. And so they were like, well, this isn't working. Yeah. So basically they went... So in 1985 DC did the Crisis on Infinite Earth, mm-hmm. the big crossover, and they were just like... Let's sweep everything under the rug we don't like mm. and reset everything. And and one of those things was Superman. Yes. They just swept the old one under the rug and went, okay, let's have a new version of Superman. He's not as invulnerable. He can't bloody throw planets around. Yep. He can't do all this sort of stuff. If you hit him hard enough, it hurts kind yep. of thing. Yeah. And so they went and then in doing so, they built a more interesting character. Yes. Like a, he was a better character. Um His, his supporting cast were better. Mm-hmm. He, they brought his parents back from the dead. Right. Which not, ones? Oh, um, the human ones. Right, yep. yeah. Um, and and again, they, they were like, okay, and he's also the last Kryptonian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They were like, no more Kryptonians. No more Kryptonians. So even yeah. when Supergirl arrived, she yeah. wasn't a Kryptonian. She was like an alien shape Matrix, there we yeah. go. The thing being, though, and, and so he became a more interesting character. And so in the comic books, that's basically the character we've had for the past 30 years. More or less, yeah. Yeah, more mm. or less. Yeah. But the problem is that happened in 1985, mm-hmm. and by then we'd already had... Superman the movie in yes. 1978 and we had Superman 2 we had two? Superman 2 in 1980 and then Superman 3 in 1983 right yeah. so they were all so this was the old school Superman the 1970s Superman yes the Silver Age who could just do anything yes and the problem is there is that if you have a character who is this incredibly powerful you need an incredibly powerful villain mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. like if uh, you think of like uh, Invincible the comic book series sure, yeah. or Irredeemable yep You've got characters who are incredibly powerful, so what you do is you just scale everything up. Right. Yeah. So, like in the, in Irredeemable, this mm. character, the Plutonian, who is basically invulnerable to everybody on Earth, yeah, encounters like aliens who, to him, to you know, and to them, he's nothing. Kind yes. Of thing, right. Yes. And same with Invincible. Yeah, absolutely. But in the Superman movies. Specifically, Superman One. Let's start with Superman One. <laughs> yes. His opponent is it? A, is it a demigod? I don't think. It's is it a fleet of alien ships with world-destroying weapons? Not in the first. Who one. is it, James? It's Otis. Oh, it is Otis. <laughs> it's Gene Ackman's Lex Luthor. Oh, the worst, the worst Lex Luthor <laughs> of all time. And again, not Gene Hackman's fault. Although maybe it is Gene Hackman's fault. Are you saying because the threat that he poses is that he puts a kryptonite necklace around him and then? Blows up a fault line or a dam or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no. He's just. He's a pompous blowhard. He's a pompous blowhard. Is I'm sure exactly the phrasing I used the last time we talked about this. And it's it is only the charity of Superman that prevents Lex Luthor being punched into space. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. That that fight is could be over in one second. Yeah. But he's like, I'll talk him down. Don't talk him down, Superman. Kill Punch him, him into space. <laughs> and that, of course. That particular Lex Luthor carries right on over into Superman Returns. Yes, he does. Which we'll get to, I guess. But Great. Should we stay with Superman 1? Let's stay with the, Superman 1, for the, yeah. for the moment. It's actually called Superman the Movie. Mm. Uh, so oh, is it really? I take everything back. I think it's called Superman the Movie. I might yeah, be is. wrong. Uh, so the plot of this is, I quite like the origin. You know, yeah. they kind of nail that. And, uh-huh. the, and the, a lot of comics have kind of borrowed... Some of the a lot of the imagery from it, like mm-hmm. you know, for the for the Krypton and the Fortress of Solitude and things like that, and you know, it's not dissimilar to what it was in the comics, but it's it's a bit Xanadu, isn't it? It certainly is. There's a lot of plastic bloody crystals wiggling around mm-hmm. in the earthquake or whatever, and people in white turtlenecks 
yeah. stumbling about as they shake the camera. Just whizzing past on roller skates. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, you've got Marlon Brando, who he actually had final decision on who was cast as Superman. Like that. Really? Was, yeah, yeah. Apparently that was in his contract. Known uh, sociopath. Sure, Marlon yeah. Marlon Brando, yeah, had that kind of power. And you can actually see, he does nail the role of Jor-El, but you can see there's moments in it where he's looking at Superman, the baby, and he's just reading his lines. They're just taped. Oh, it's to taped the, to a baby, sure. Well, not to the baby. I'm sure there's nothing in there, but, but yeah. No, Marlon Brando demanded a baby <laughs> and his lines stapled to the front of the baby. <laughs> it's all right. It's those dissolving staples. The baby was fine. That's right. Mm. But I feel like he does nail it. Like, I think he really puts sure, okay. in a, like a great performance. It's just before he got obscenely obese. Yep. So he's just got that, he's still a bit 1950s fit. <laughs> he's got that turtleneck covering yep. up the, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the chins and all that. He's had a lot of steaks and a lot of milk. You know he has, yeah. And the plot is obviously, it's a Superman origin story where, uh, he, we were talking about this before, he arrives on Earth and he's three, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is, crash, yeah. crash lands and then he gets adopted Which by the Which has been, that, it, that's gone back and forth. Like, every, yeah. originally he was just... An infant? Showed, no, I think in, like in the 40s he just showed up. He's just sperm. a dude. He's just a dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. landed. He's like, oh, I need a job. <laughs> but then in like the 70s Superman, it was a baby. In, in the 80s reboot, he in the in the 80s reboot, he came like in a womb. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't a spaceship. It, it was called him? Yeah, it was called the birthing matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially, it, gross, but it, it landed on Earth. And then when it was opened up, he was born on Earth. Yeah. So the premise was that he Shot was... Shot him out. Yeah, that he was Kryptonian, but he was also a citizen of Earth kind right. of thing. Yeah. Take that politics yeah that's right america <laughs> but then i think they've changed again he was an infant yeah yeah sure birthing matrix is well that, it's it's weirder as well if parents are like we're sending away our fetus there's mm. like it's it's less kind of i don't know it's less dramatic than than holding up your baby into the and being yeah. like goodbye my son forever than right. like packing a little like cooler yeah, with, a fe- right. with some like dna in a box and shooting it into space yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, I I think you know what you know what this movie gets right. It nails Jonathan Kent, okay, and the reasonings behind Clark becoming Superman. Sure, and that's something that I feel Man of Steel really fucked up. Uh-huh. Like, and I like Man of Steel generally. Mm-hmm. It has its issues. Yeah, but this movie in particular, Clark gets home from school, uh-huh. and it's weird because it's a guy who's got. It's not Christopher Reeve. Right. It's a younger actor who's got a fake Christopher Reeve, like, prosthetic nose. <laughs> and he's dubbed by Christopher Reeve. Yeah. So that's, if you can get past that. Mm. And he's walking with his dad and he's like, look, I don't understand why can't, why can't I just play football with the other kids and whatever. You know, I could, I could kill, not kill them. He's like, I'd do really well. <laughs> uh-huh. I could be a professional athlete. You know, yep. we can make lots of, lots of money or whatever. I can't remember the specifics. And Jonathan Kent says, look, I don't know why, the, I don't know the reason why you're here. But I can tell you it's not to kick footballs around. Mm. You know what I mean? You've got a higher purpose. You need to work out what that is. Mm. And then he fucking drops dead because he has a heart attack, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Superman has the realization that despite all his powers, and he even says this, I can't, I couldn't save him. And oh, that's whoa. a... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... It's, oh, yeah, you could... Could have, could have flown really fast around the earth in reverse time <laughs> and then got him to the hospital. Or gone so far back, he could be like, hey, dad... Take these heart pills. <laughs> Take these heart pills for a number of years and Slap you'll be fine. Slap the steak and the milk out of his That's hand. right. Eat some leafy greens, you son of a bitch. I'm not saying there aren't holes in this movie. but that, so- There's a massive hole. Yes. <laughs> but all right, fine. But that is a lesson that Superman needs to learn that the new Superman didn't. The okay. new Superman's lesson was 
Don't don't go, don't, don't try and save your dog if it runs into a hurricane. That's right. I mean, you can because you're Superman, <laughs> but don't don't let your dad do it. But I mean, that's not really an option because he's dead now, and you can't go back in time. That's right, yeah, mm. that's it. So I really think it nails that, mm. and then that's kind of that pushes him out, uh-huh. and he goes to kind of explore the world, and he and he you know builds the fortress of solitude, and by that I mean he throws a green crystal into some water, <laughs> he does. And, it, and it and it builds a thing. So I think that I genuinely think it nails that. Other elements of it, maybe maybe not as much. What about the special effects for the time? What do you think? Uh, you'll believe a man can fly. That was Ooh. the tagline. Absolutely, yeah. They look pretty good. They do. They, yeah. they mm-hmm. Look, they're not perfect, but nope. one and two in particular, three and four. No, because the budget ugh, was the budget yeah. ran out, right? Yeah, or they just kept cutting it back. They're like, these will oh. make money regardless. And yeah. obviously Richard Donner was out. Four's kind of sad. We'll get to yeah. it. Yeah, we bloody... We, we, we bloody... <laughs> Unless we just give up midway. It's like, oh, it's too, too sad. What about the sequence where he... And there's actually an extended sequence of it. You don't see a lot of it in the the theatrical cut. There's there's also the Richard Donner cut of the second one. Well, I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Where Lex Luthor calls out Superman on a high-pitched frequency that only dogs and him... That's and him right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's quite good, right? Mm-hmm, sure. And then Superman, first of all, he dives out the window and his clothes like... There's a weird fade and they morph around him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's things like that, which obviously don't make sense. And then he goes, he runs this gauntlet that Lex Luthor sets up. And mm. in the extended version, like, there's more machine guns and fire and there's a ice thing and a crusher maybe. And he just, you just see him walk through it and that's quite cool. Uh-huh. And then he just breaks, pushes the door off its hinges and he's like, Lex Luthor, you're The ultimate indignity, in, pushing in the door off its hinges. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So that I like. Mm. And then, of course, Lex Luthor's plan is to make a new coast. Sure, yeah. By sinking California into the ocean. Uh-huh. And then because he's bought up all the real estate. Uh-huh. And then he, that all that all that is now beachfront property <laughs> built yeah. on the wreckage. <laughs> Just built the deaths on- <laughs> of thousands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, He'd definitely get away with it too. He definitely would. Well, he nearly did, didn't he? No. <laughs> no. Because he's just an idiot ultimately. <laughs> He's he got does a couple yell, of wacky ideas. He does yell a lot about how uh, intelligent he is, like how he's the greatest criminal mastermind. Again, and he can get away with that because he's surrounded himself with the people who are dumber than him, <laughs> like just absolute idiots. <laughs> you don't Every like, movie, just idiots. You don't like Otis? You don't like John Cryer as his nephew in part four? Oh, look, I do. <laughs> as a, like a punk guy. Pretty great. It's pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the reverse time thing is obviously a game-breaking Superman Correct. aspect, which yeah. is never used. Though it is in the Richard Donner cut uh-huh. of the second one. Right. But it's never seen. Because these were filmed actually back-to-back, one huh. and two. Yeah. Another thing that the first one does, the opening sequence is uh, Zod and Ursula and Non, non. being sent into the Phantom Zone. Correct. And then they only revisit that in the second movie. So that's yeah. quite, that's a nice, like you didn't really see that. That was an interesting setup. Why did they have so much faith in this? I think because they put a lot of money into it. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so they're like... We're releasing by Blay Hook or by Bloody Crook, we're releasing this. <laughs> I'd imagine by this... Well, I know, because the wheels would have been well in motion before Star Wars came out. Uh-huh. But I think there was kind of... The 70s were kind of this grim kind of post-Vietnam or even, even during Vietnam era of filmmaking where everything was kind of like realistic. You know, you had like your the French connection and oh, yeah, that sure. kind of stuff like that. Another think, Gene Hackman. Another bloody Gene Hackman. And, you know, your bullet, which I think was actually the 60s or whatever. but And I think there was this kind of push away from it. And this was, you know, 
just part of that, I bit guess. Bit of fun. Bit, bit of bloody fun, Bit of fun, bit of hope. And I guess they would have known that there was people love Superman. And I'm sure the people behind this would have watched the serials in the 40s and 50s and been like, 40s and 50s and been like, I'd love to make bloody Superman. And, uh-huh, sure. And whatever. Because it opens like a serial. It's like a black and white yeah. newspaper. Mm. Lois is reading a book or something? Ugh. Maybe it's not <laughs> How old-fashioned. I know. Audiobooks is the future. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Audible.com slash planet. Is that the one? All right. It is. Yeah, you can't escape it even if you skipped it. Don't even bother. <laughs> uh, Margot Ro- uh, Kitty. Kitty? 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 Margot Kidder. Kidder. There we go. I'm saying Kitty. I was going to say Robbie. You're going to say Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's Lois Lane who can't spell. Uh, yeah, good. Interesting. You mm. would think if they recast this now, and I guess they did with Man of Steel, they'd go a lot younger, right? Right, They'd sure. skew younger. But she's Amy good. Adams is... I think Amy Adams might be close to 40. Huh. Yeah. They did go really young for Superman Returns. Uh, Kate Bosworth was like twenty. They did, yeah. That didn't really work. Not though. at all. No, no. she um, looked like a feisty teen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got here. He fixes that Damon whatever. Oh damn! It's supposed to say. Remember <laughs> yeah. when he fixes with his mind? Yeah, with his, by looking at it. No, doesn't he? No, that's the, the Great, great Wall of China. China. Great. Okay, there we go. There is so when so what happens at the end? Spoiler alert! I guess. Lex Luthor gives Superman... There's going to be spoilers for all these dumb movies, folks. (laughs) Lex Luthor gives Superman an ultimatum, Mm -hmm. similar to the Dark Knight trend setting, where he's got... Well, he's not the ultimatum. He's like, I've fired two missiles. The first time an ultimatum has ever been used in entertainment or in life. (laughs) Superman. Trend setting. Fires two missiles to different places, and he's like, Superman, you can't catch them both. And he has to make a choice. But you've got to catch them all. Yes, that's right. Mm. Trend setting. Pokemon. (laughs) So... He goes for one of them, mm-hmm. misses the other, and that one ends up, Lois Lane ends up dying in an earthquake. And then San has, Andreas. Yes, San Trends Andreas. Out. And then he has a weird wig out and flies into space. And Wigs. Talks. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. Trendsetting. And he flies around. Superman, the, whatever the one he was in. Lives. Superman lives. Yeah. And then he flies around the earth. I don't think he flies Flying backwards. High. He goes. <laughs> Called airplane in America. Trendsetting. I'm going to do this for the whole time. <laughs> It's going to get real annoying. <laughs> and he reverses time and he's able to go back and then save Lois who is who was crushed in a in a weird... What happens to the other missile then? Exactly. Oh, what plot hole! What happens to the other missile? Because he can only, if he can only save one... Yes. It's presumably thousands of people were killed. It depends on what kind of rules of time travel the Superman... Bad rules. <laughs> so Bad nonsensical rules. Because mm. the, the issue is a lot of people say that he went around the earth and he reversed time. Yes. But other people have said he went around. Like, I think Richard Donner has said that he, the, what it was supposed to happen was he was going back in time. Yes. Which means there would have been two Superman. Which means the dam would have been saved. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have, he could have stopped both missiles. In your face. Mason. <laughs> Confusing, though. There's some good miniature model bloody dam breaking in this one as well. Mm. I think you should go back and watch all of these. Break a Morant. A movie about dams. You could have said the Dam Busters, but I that was before. Could have said the Dam Busters, yeah. yeah. Isn't Christopher Nolan remaking that? Almost certainly. Maybe not. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that incredibly influential movie because we've got a lot of these to get through. Okay, great. Fantastic. Superman 2, 1980. This is our first taste of superhero destruction on a citywide scale. Because if you remember... I'm doing the thumbs down. That's why James is reacting that way. There's a five Thumbs minute, down to this movie and all the other movies. There's a five-minute sequence where... Oh, seems long. The three Kryptonians are in... It's New York, but it's Metropolis. Sure. And they're just going... And there's just a giant wind machine. Yeah. And people are just kind of tumbling Whoa, about. Oh, yeah. And there's like newspapers hitting people in the face and whatever. Uh-huh. And that's like... 
And it goes for like five minutes. It's way too long. Yeah, I don't it is. Know if you remember that. Way too long. Every movie that's released currently. <laughs> trend setting. Do you think they were like, oh man, we got this big wind machine. We've never yeah, had they, a wind machine they'd so be like, big. We've rented, they're like, oh, we, we're supposed to rent this for a day, but we've written 10 days on the, <laughs> on the sheet. So I guess we've got to use it for 10 days. <laughs> so it's in this one as well that before the superhero, sorry, the supervillains turn up, um, he... Turnips on your on your pants at the bottom. <laughs> Trendsetter. He takes a nuclear missile and throws it into space and it breaks the phantom zone where they're spinning in a sheet of glass near Earth. Is this when this nuclear disarmament... No, that's four. No, I mean, but is this when the, the things start? Because like, apparently Christopher Reeve only did four because yes, he wanted to be about nuclear is, disarmament, that is true. right? Yes, yes. So did, maybe this was the catalyst Maybe it was, that? yeah. Maybe it mm, potentially was. Maybe. No, I, I doubt that he would He's have... He's even bloody trend-setting for future movies. <laughs> he is. I doubt that he would have had much of a say in the initial right, that's true. couple anyway. But that's not to say that that didn't influence him. Mm. So he releases them, and then before he has an opportunity to kind of... Before they come to Earth, he goes to... Well, Lois Lane finds out who he is... Because sure. he trips on a bearskin rug and falls into a fire, yep. which makes no sense. Correct. <laughs> because why would he trip? Because mm-hmm. he just goes straight through it, is what yeah. I'm saying. And then she figures out that he's Superman. Yeah. Though she's kind of already onto him a little bit. And because she, she jumps into Niagara Falls thinking that Superman will save her, but he doesn't because he's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> He'd rather her die. And then, um, so he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and uses the remaining power or the majority of the power in the fortress to depower him mm. and alter his DNA so he becomes completely human. It even changes his hair to a lighter brown. Ooh. And then he gets in a weird bar fight. He does, yeah. In, in like <laughs> Alaska kind of, or something. Yeah. But he goes back, don't worry. He's not, he's not without justice, this mm, bloke. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Is he? That, I guess, was... Um, there's an homage to that in Man of Steel. There right? is, Where yeah. He, he, he ruins that guy's livelihood. Yeah, he go. There's a there's a guy who pushes him around in a in a like a diner. Yeah, and then the guy and then he's like he just walks away. Yeah. and then the guy comes out of the diner and he's picked up his whole truck. He's played kaplunk with his, <laughs> with his yeah. truck. Yeah, he's filled it full of telephone poles. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually that's the sequence I really like in Man of Steel mm-hmm. where the guy shoves him yeah. and he just doesn't. It doesn't even move. There's a really yeah. good sound effect as well, like yeah. a dull thud uh-huh. when he pushes him. But anyway, so then... Also, Marlon Brando's not in this movie, even though he was filmed because there was... I can't remember the exact exact reasoning, but there was legal wranglings about should he get paid more or whatever. So Didn't they, he, he sued him, right? I think like, he did, yeah. He sued him for like $50 million. So they, even though he got a crazy amount of money for these movies, uh-huh. like the most... I think it might have been for the most for the time. Yeah. And then... So they cut him out. Huh. I think he's, he might be in the Richard Donner version. You can see him in the extended, right, right, in right. The extended cut. Was, yeah, because I think this this was I this probably would have been right at the start of the era where if you're a star, you could get some box office gross yes. kind of thing. They don't really, like, no, they do a little bit now, but not as much. You have to be, yeah. be a big, big star. You have, you have to be an RDJ. You have to be on RDJ, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so he's like, I want $50 million, and I think they were like... Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're not allowed to be in the least worst Superman movie. <laughs> Take a hike, buddy. <laughs> So, now get morbidly obese and be in the island of Dr. Moreau. That's right. So Richard Donner was removed from this project. He'd filmed 75% of it. Uh-huh. And then Richard Lester, who came on board to finish it, who was a producer, he had to film 51... This is what Wikipedia says, who knows? Oh, sure. He had to film uh, 51% of it. So he reshot a lot of the sections that had already been done. Oh, so for legal he, reasons. So he would get director's credit. Right. 
Gene Hackman didn't come back. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. Huh. So there's a lot of the stuff they reshot, you see in the background, it's just a guy that's rough, that's vaguely Gene Hackman shaped sure, yeah. in a wig. Mm-hmm. So all like this Fortress of Solitude stuff at the end, um, they kind of reshot. There's uh-huh. alternate alternate versions of that, you know, where Superman takes them in and... So with the, when you get the, when you get the Richard Donner cut of Superman yes. two, which scenes do you get? Do you get the Richard Donner cut? Yeah, you get version? the full all the Richard Donner stuff. Plus, they use also like um, some of the test footage, okay, uh, and and things like that as well to kind of re- recreate. So it's none of the Richard Lester footage. That's all gone. It the... might, there, you know, what there probably is. I'm sure they'd have to. If it, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's majority okay. Richard Donner cut. Interesting. Have you yeah. seen those side by side? Or... No, I haven't seen them. So I've, okay. Yeah, I've just kind of. I have seen it, or at least skimmed it. <laughs> so Great. It's you know what you've I, heard of it. It's definitely. I would say it's definitely better mm-hmm. as well. So, do you like the Fortress of Solitude in these movies in general? Because they're, as I said, they're quite influential. A lot of the comics have taken this crystal. Crystal. Fortress, I mean, even you yeah. look at like Smallville and what Supergirl's yeah. doing at the moment. Like, it's not uncommon to see that Fortress of Solitude or that Krypton. Right. What do you think? I hate it. <laughs> Why do it's you? too vague and it's kind of how do you live what is your what, what is your life on Krypton like you just wander around in this weird weird house made of crystals do you get to choose what colour crystals your house is made in I don't think so I think if, there's one green one to build your house yeah what if you what if you don't like white you know what I mean <laughs> too bad a different colour no I don't like it it's yeah, I, I my question is always how do you live in that I know there's a toilet because in the Richard Donner cut Someone, I think it might be Otis or it might be Miss Tessmarker, goes <laughs> and uses the, finds the toilet. Huh. Yeah, so wow. he's got a big crystal toilet that he can... Great. Yeah, I'd, I'd like... Probably got some amazing suction action on that. <laughs> but he pull t- your insides out. <laughs> I don't mind it, but yeah. I feel, you're right, it is too vague. It's like you pick up a crystal, what does it do? It's not marked. Exactly, like, like not even, you- like... Clark Kent doesn't know what to do with him. No, you know what I mean? No. He's just like, this one or this one. I don't... Put some instructions on things. You know what, though? I think there is something interesting in that Jor-El puts the wealth of Kryptonian knowledge into the structure. Uh-huh. And it's such an advanced computer that it can predict what Superman is going to say. They're pre-recorded yeah, responses, yeah, uh-huh. but he talks to it like it's talking back to him. Mm. Anybody else uses it and it doesn't match up, but it uh, does for I him. See, yeah. mm-hmm. So it'll just talk at you. Huh. Um, so I don't know. I think that's a really interesting idea, especially for the... Trendset podcasts exactly <laughs> you can't talk to them they just talk at you <laughs> just a couple of real fat guys <laughs> just talking at you through a crystal you know what i mean <laughs> setting some trends just to be clear we're not that fat we, we look after ourselves yeah we do all right yeah okay so the fortress of solitude has my favorite and least favourite moment in these movies. Is it? The Cellophane S. So there's a scene right at the end <laughs> yep. where Superman is fighting the three Kryptonian criminals. Well, fighting. <laughs> yeah. he's the, Here's the thing. What do you think about the fight scenes in these movies? Terrible. There's a lot of just floating about yep. and a lot of just... Deflecting a laser with your hand. hand a lot of hammy fist fighting. Just <laughs> yeah. a lot of awful. See, that's why I like Man of Steel. And again... Yeah. Opinions divided. Yes. The people who don't like it are wrong, Ooh. and it's like it. It get you get the sense of like here are these incredibly superhuman beings, yep. just moving at incredible speeds and just hitting each other. Yeah, just, and to to them, it's kind of like just a regular fist fight. Yeah, like they they're just kind of like 
a little bit injured or like sure. winded or confused, yep. but to everything around them, just, just it's like two trades. Yeah, it's destruction. <laughs> Continually yeah. crashing. Exactly. Into each other. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really argue with that. Again, yeah. I think they should have taken a fight away from the city. That's an issue. That's fine. We've yeah. talked about yeah. it um, mm-hmm. multiple times. But so in this fight, he's kind. Of, it kind of makes sense in the sense that well, it doesn't. Sure. But they're on Superman's. But I'd home, like to hear you justify it. But he's on. They're on Superman's home turf, so he. He's aware of what the fortress can do. Like, there's a bit where he duplicates. I mean, he's and, sort of aware. No, he's he's, he's like, he's well, I've got some crystals. <laughs> I don't know. I use the green one to make the place. I don't want all the crystals. Just maybe that. I'll just throw crystals. <laughs> so he duplicates himself. Yeah. And they kind of take swings at him. Yes. And they can't, you know, then they're holograms or one's oh. made of ice. Yes. It's quite bizarre. And then he grabs Zod and he's like, got a break his neck or choke him out but then the like, homage there in Man that's of Steel right. yeah. and then they um, and then Margot Robbie's you know they grab Margot like, Robbie Margot Kidder Mark, oh my god Margot Kidder but there's also a bit where people shouldn't have similar names I to agree. one another let's put our foot down and Non flies in him at one point and he pulls a weird cellophane S off his chest it doesn't come off it just kind of I guess it was sitting on top. Like peels off like it's a fruit roll up. <laughs> yes. And he throws it and expands and it envelops Nod and then Nod falls down and then it disappears and everyone's just kind of, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right, no... yeah. It's a momentary, dis- it's a very momentary distraction. It's pretty, it's pretty great. But, um, yes. oh, sorry, go on. No, you uh, there's, I mean, it, it's even replicated. There's a family guy. Oh, there is too, there's yeah. A family guy parody of it. Where yeah. They're just... And people, people, you know, Family Guy's kind of lost its shine to me. I don't know. Is it still on? Is it still yeah, on the yeah, air? Yeah, it's on, yeah. But kind of like, you know, it's the same over and over again. But the one thing Seth MacFarlane really nailed was super awkward dialogue. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But what I think is a genuinely great bit in this, in this movie uh-huh. is where Superman goes inside the capsule to depower himself again. Uh-huh. But, of course, he reverses it so everybody on the outside is rendered human if you're Kryptonian. Sure. And then every, you think he's depowered. Well, you don't because the colours are different because sure, it's all yeah. red on the outside and he's protected on the inside. Crystals. And he walks out. That's right, crystals. And Zod says, you know, kneel before me just like us, you know, this is my goal for some uh-huh. reason. And he kneels, Superman kneels down, takes his hand, breaks it, yep. picks him up, throws him into a... <laughs> oh, no, and, and a, a, an a bottomless bit. chasm, yeah. And oh. then... Non jumps and can't fly and falls to his death. And then Lois Lane punches Ursa. Is it Ursa? Ursa, it's Ursa. Ursa. It's Ursa. And then she falls to her death. Now, I know there's a cut that has screened in some countries where the Kryptonian, the depowered Kryptonians are seen being arrested by the UN. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. But yes. in every other version, they're dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> we never see him again. We never see the bottom of that pit. No. Could go to the center of the earth. It's prob- who, f- who knows how deep crystals can dig. It's probably just jagged crystals. Oh yeah, they die Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, just in bits. I just, I mean, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with Superman killing if he needs to. It's kind of a weird way to kill a depowered man. Sure, like it's, it's kind of strange. I guess it in in it genuinely did set a trend insofar as 1989's Batman. He just kills the Joker. <laughs> he certainly does. I mean, he like he did like he just batarangs the Joker to a helicopter, yep. and a big gargoyle, <laughs> and then he's just like, "Well, he't going to die somehow now." Yeah, I don't know quite why, but it's, it's, it's going to be great. Something's going to happen here, isn't yeah, it? It's going to be great. <laughs> Everybody, watch. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I genuinely think it's 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 good, especially like for the time, especially. But mm-hmm. I think there are elements of it that hold up. Mm-hmm. You disagree. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a single thing that holds up. But all right. What about the bloody where he goes back and he makes the guy sit in the pie in the weird bar? Do you remember that bit? He throws him into a pinball machine. Yeah, right. That's pretty and then good. he's like, I've been working out. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> there you go. So. Shit was already kind of going off the rails, though. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh Margot kidder ourselves. Thank you. Sure. Superman 3 in 1983, which was directed only by Richard Lester, is a Richard Pryor vehicle. Yes, it is. (laughs) Comedian Richard Pryor. Superman, who's admitted since then that he only did it for the money, lots of it. Sure. That's an exact (laughs) quote. Uh, Richard Pryor, um, he had a lot of, it was a troubling time for him in particular. I'm not going to get into it. But he, he was said, it Coke? Yeah, Coke, yeah. Okay, right. So he's basically, he did like a string of movies, you know, just for money or, or whatever. Uh-huh. He's like, well, whatever, who cares? And so this, can you tell me what the story is? No. See, that's the thing. Like, you, Okay. Yeah. I can I tell you, you some, tell me what I the story is. I can tell you is. some things that happened. It's been a long time between drinks, and by drinks I mean Coke for me. <laughs> so if you could explain the story of Superman 3. I know there's a computer. Yep. Well, Gene Hackman is not in it. Yep. But they because got, Lex Luthor's in jail, presumably? Yeah, I presume. Yeah, he was. He was dropped off again. Uh-huh. But weirdly, Robert Vaughn's in it, who's a quite a well-known actor. Yeah. Uh, um, so he kind of fills in that role. And he's got a few things kind of going on. If you thought a land deal was kind of plain, well, they've kind of, they've really ramped it up because he has a weather machine. Great. That can make like tornadoes and snow. See, you should, they should have opened with this. Weather machine. It's good. It's great. They also have a weird... Giant robot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. They have a weird video game style side-scrolling Superman missile shooting game. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. They have um, a thing that Richard uh, Pryor makes, which is a tar-based kryptonite substance which turns Superman, Superman evil. evil. Yeah. And then he splits into two. And there's also a computer that turns people into robots. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. See, that <laughs> is the perfect amount of Lex Luthor wackiness. And it's a testament to how bad all of these movies are that they didn't go give all that stuff to Lex Luthor from the start. I think this is the worst Superman movie. Worse than 4. Yeah, no, it is worse than 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, 4 is not good. No. but I think- in, in many ways, it's worse than 4. <laughs> but people talk about 4 like... It's the, like it's the pinnacle of yeah, Superman. Yeah, exactly. a lot of people a lot of people assume that the, they follow like a, a, a just a declining line of yeah. quality. Like it goes one, two, three, four. Yeah, but it doesn't. There's a there's a there's a dip at three, <laughs> and then it spikes up slightly at four. Not much. It's like a reverse tick. Yes. Yeah. It's at least not worse than three. No, absolutely. Three, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So there's weird moments in it as well. Where Richard, there's like a moment where Superman saves a lot of people and you don't see it, but Richard Pryor recounts it to Robert Vaughn. Because they say in the movies, tell, don't show. <laughs> and then you he, can tell that's how you know the budget's running out. That's when somebody's it. like, here, let me tell you a great tale, a, a, a real visually interesting tale about an amazing thing that happened. And then he puts on skis and a tablecloth or something and he skis. This, this happens in the movie. <laughs> Richard Pryor skis off the roof of a skyscraper. And then just lands in the street and walks it off. Oh, yeah. That, hey, come here. Come on, back in your bed. Once again, he's talking to the dog. You got Moxie. Yeah. This bloody dog, mate. Mm-hmm. She's all right. Uh, 
Yeah, and there's there's weird shit like that that's going on in. Yeah, I don't hate. So there's a bit where so Superman gets drunk at one point, right? He gets drunk because yeah. he turns evil. Yeah. So Richard Pryor, I don't know what the character's name is. He's a computer programmer, but it's one of those computer programmers where he's just like, make kryptonite. And yeah. The computer like. Uh huh. He discovers an incredible talent for typing things into a computer, and then the computer does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. He is tasked with destroying, killing Superman. Yes. So he tries to make kryptonite, but there's an unknown element. So he, instead of trying to figure out what it is, he just replaces it with tar because he's a smoker. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and you see him kind yeah. of... And then he gives it to Superman as a prize, and then it slowly turns him evil. And Margot Kidder... Yes. ...is only briefly in this movie because she was... um Contractually obligated? Yeah, maybe. I, but I think <laughs> she was also having, like... There was some studio An affair with... And, Someone who knows who bloody right. knows, mate. Uh-huh. But L- Lana Lang is that's right, the love yeah. interest, uh-huh. and she's also ends up being Superman's mother, Earth Mother in Smallville. It's the same yeah. same actress, and so he turns evil slowly, and he's so he, he's drinking in a bar and he's flicking peanuts, <laughs> breaking bottles, right? Yeah, and then he goes to a junkyard and has a weird existential crisis, which manifests. manifests she splits in two. Splitting in two, which I think is. It's not a mind battle. I think it literally happens. Yeah, because again, this is a Superman that can do anything, and yet he's confounded by lots of minor problems, even though he can literally split himself in two, and then he can have those two Supermen go back in time. (laughs) That's true. He could have stopped four missiles. (laughs) Three missiles? Four missiles. Four missiles. Yeah. If each of them kept going back in time. Imagine all the missiles they could stop. number of missiles. Yeah, that's right. Would have made Superman 4 pretty bloody easy. (laughs) Split yourself up and grab heaps of missiles, mate. Do it in an afternoon. <laughs> Take a long lunch. Get rid so of all the missiles, yeah? I genuinely think that fight's okay. Yeah, okay, sure. It's it's mad. Like, uh-huh. it's insane. And, like, he gets thrown into acid. Yeah. And then he goes into a garbage compactor and they're just punching each other and there's weird split-screen yeah. effects. And then at the end, Christopher Reeve, Clark Kent, literally chokes evil Superman into non-existence. That's right, yeah. Do you think it would have been better to make him bizarre, one of them bizarro? It is, an, it is yes. a very odd... I mean, I guess it's like the duality of Clark Kent versus Superman, but nah. Yeah, why Why do that? Why yeah, not yeah. just make an evil Superman who right. then splits in, uh-huh. in two? Mm. And then at the end, and this has haunted a lot of children's nightmares. Here we go. Superman goes and fights a supercomputer, yep. which is built by Richard Pryor, and this horrifying machine grabs people... And slaps robot parts onto them. That's right, and, yeah. And it is just terrifying. Mm. If you're a... Don't show that to a kid. Yeah. Like... More more or less terrifying than when Michael Jackson turns into a giant robot in Moonwalker. Yeah. <laughs> more terrifying, less terrifying. Uh, it's probably more terrifying. Yeah, it'd be more terrifying, yeah. Because mm. you kind of... You're like, oh, that's kind of cool because... That sequence is surprisingly good in Moonwalker. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. Mm. It's got some good claymation, Just, wanted to, br- just wanted to bring it up, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Pretty good. He's got some cool force fields. He's got some lasers. It's pretty great. I remember. Yeah, missiles. Yeah. Watch, that's like a weird anthology. Yeah, it's movie, not really so. a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch that again. Mm. No, I don't, do I? You don't I'll do just it. Just watch that sequence. Yeah. yeah. It's on YouTube. That's actually in the in the video game. Yeah. There's a, You get an upgrade in the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, depending on where you're from, and you turn into that. Yeah, that robot. happens in the arcade version as well. Oh, does it? Great. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a bloody fantastic time, isn't it? Let's talk about <laughs> that for the rest of this episode. Okay, please. So, no, and, and it kind of grabs Superman and tries to do the same thing to him. And 
Superman tricks the computer because he brings in harmless a harmless substance, which then turns out to be corrosive when it's heated up, and that's how he tricks the computer. Classic Superman move, <laughs> isn't it? Right, he uses all the powers at his at his disposal, including bringing in a weird foreign element. <laughs> garbage, real, real garbage. Do you have anything else to say about this movie? You probably haven't seen it in twenty five. I haven't years. seen it in a long time. I do remember because I remember I remember the Mad Magazine parody of it more than I remember the actual movie. But it's not. It is a parody. Yeah, it is a parody. But the the only thing that I can remember from that is the reason. Richard Pryor gets into the situation in the first place is because he's embezzling from his boss. And he's, right. using, he's using that weird technique. From Office Space. Yeah, yeah the technique from Office from Space. Superman yeah. 3. Yeah, You're exactly. Right. Yeah, that's right. Where it siphons off the... The, the fractions w- of a cent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Everybody at home, if you need a project, do some salami slicing at work. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we could go on to Superman 4, but there's actually a Superman movie that... It- well, it's, not, it's a Superman universe movie that appears oh. in 1994. The SMU. <laughs> yes. And it's super weird. And it might be the worst one, actually. I know I just said Superman 3 is. Mm-hmm. But Supergirl yeah. in 1984 is abysmal. Like, I remember, I think I had, or maybe my sister had, mm. you could, remember way back in the day, maybe you're too young for this. Maybe. Maybe. Let's find out. Remember you could get like a storybook. And a record? No, I, I remember you that. You remember those? I, remember, okay, right. so I don't think... I remember seeing them. I don't okay, remember. Okay, sure, yeah. I don't remember. I think my sister had the Supergirl movie Like an actual book. record record. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've seen it, but I don't remember that. Okay, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Well, I mean, it was sort of like a kid's record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was kind of... I don't know. Anyway, it had that. It was real sharp because it was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Slice off a hand. Yeah. Yeah. So you that's your biggest memory of Supergirl. Was your sister a fan of this kind of stuff? No. <laughs> Who gave her the gift? Who knows? Probably you. Yeah, probably. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the weird thing about this is... They're maybe ma- I had it, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They managed to rope in another really big name actor. They got Peter O'Toole. He's in this. because You're throwing these names around like they're... Man, Peter yeah, O'Toole's a massive name, yeah, man. Right. That'd be bloody Robert Vaughan, Peter O'Toole, bloody Marlon Richard Brando, Pryor. Richard Pryor. Richard Branson's a in computer. Return. Yes. A computer. <laughs> Imagine getting a, a computer. Oh, they were expensive. Peter O'Toole's bloody Lawrence of Arabia, Yeah, all right. Mate. Anyway, yeah. so there's another Krypton kind of style planet, and yeah. they have a magic device that gets sent to Earth, which means their society's dying, so they send Superman's cousin... And then she just arrives and she just is Supergirl. Like, she just arrives, she flies out of the water and she's just fully Supergirl. And then she fights <laughs> she's a... fully Supergirled up. That's right. And yeah. then she fights a witch or something. That's right, And that's yeah. as far as I'm willing to discuss this because uh-huh. that's pretty much all I remember. Yeah. And maybe she fights a dragon and she deflects lightning with a pole or something. Jimmy Olsen's in it. They yes, kept the same Jimmy Olsen. Oh, and Lucy Lane. Lana... Lane's Lana Lana La- Lois Lane's <laughs> younger sister. sister yeah, they uh-huh. go to school together. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's weird that she's also Supergirl's also a brunette when she's not being Supergirl. Okay, all right. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember that bit in two where <laughs> <laughs> Ursa kills that snake? She like barbecues that yep. snake. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sure. It's pretty good, wasn't it? Okay. So no, I can't. Can't I do it. I don't even have anything else to say. You're giving it up. You're just totally done. All right. Nonsense. Like three's nonsense, but 
Mm. Okay, four. Guess what the guess what the warlock played by Peter Cook. Is, guess what his name is. What? Nigel. <laughs> Nigel the warlock. Did you remember that? Well, 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 well. <laughs> the Amiga Hedron. That's the bloody the. Magic. Oh, that's the device. Yeah, that's it? the device. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, you know what? If you want to see a good review of it, go to Chris Stuckman's YouTube channel. He does mm-hmm. a he did a Supergirl retrospective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very entertaining. This movie, there's love potions. There's yeah, magic, no, it's it's, no, it's it's mad. It's it com- is mad. There's no. But as we know, the su- Superman is susceptible to magic, so it fits within that. Yes, but I mean, why does this movie exist? Because Again, the Superman movies were not doing well. No. And you could swap out Supergirl for, no. I don't know, a good witch. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I think well, I think they've all they all did well monetarily up to this point. And Christopher Reeve was actually gonna appear in this at one oh. um but I don't know whether he watched it or right, read the sure. and went, No. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm. I think oh, I think it was pretty much like, look, we can make this and make some money. Okay, sure. Magic? And everyone went... Mm-hmm. Setting a trend. Hollywood movies, just in to make money. Used to be about the art, but then it's Superman movies ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of ruining things... Oh, yes. The last Christopher Reeve outing, and the only reason he did this one was because um, he wanted to have a hand in the story and he wanted to tell a story. Um, he wanted to have a, give a warning about nuclear disarmament. That's right. And basically... So Superman I 4. The Quest me- for peace. Yes. The message of this movie, I feel, is really on point. It's not told well, uh-huh. but it, it was a, it was a, you know it was a tumultuous 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 era, wasn't it? Yeah, sort of. one of those. Yeah, it was, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And so he wanted to basically tell this, you know, you know, give this kind of warning about nuclear warfare, and by that he means Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor, who's back, Ooh. steals a strand of Superman's hair, puts it in a box with some goo. And then Superman throws it into space and it turns into a, a nuclear man yeah. who he has to fight. Mm. And he has the dubbed over voice of Gene Hackman. Yeah. And he doesn't work when you draw a curtain. <laughs> he just falls down. Oh, that's right. He, he has to be in direct sunlight. At all times. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so this movie's... It's impo- a shame that Superman's cellophane S, you can see through it. That's well, right. if, it was, if it was opaque, you could just throw it on him and he'd be done. Hey, look, if he spent a night colouring that in with a black marker... Yeah, he could have... Easy. <laughs> Not even a night. He's Superman. Yeah. Could have done it real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I think, was the first movie I ever saw at the cinema. I think. Setting a trend there. I th- yeah. But you've just seen bad movies your whole life. <laughs> it was either this or Milo and Otis. Oh. So, where that one where they killed all those cats on that waterfall. <laughs> the first movie I think I saw was Transformers the movie. Okay, the animated 86? one. Yeah. You would have been really young. It was either that or the James Bond film Octopussy. <laughs> it's one of those two. I can't remember which, but it was definitely one of them. That's hilarious. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, this movie obviously holds a special place in my heart, even though it is it's total garbage. And maybe yeah. maybe it's not as good as 3. Imagine if you'd seen 3. The first movie you ever seen was Superman 3. You'd be scarred. You'd I'd, love cocaine. I'd hate robots. Hate robots. <laughs> you'd constantly be in, be in fear that part of you would split off and you'd have to fight yourself. <laughs> you know what is a good bit in this movie? Yes. They have a piece of Superman's hair on display in a museum uh-huh. and it's holding up like a hundred ton. Yeah, okay. And Gene Hackman has to come in with um, John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. Sure. And use bolt cutters to to cut it off. Yeah. And that's quite good. Okay, that's fine. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. Good. 
There's also a lot of terrible special effects. There's a slow motion fight on the moon. And at the end, Superman throws him into a nuclear reactor, the nuclear man, and then the, the city like gets brighter. Not metaphorically, like it literally. That is, that's kind of uh, like an argument. That's kind of an argument in favor of nuclear power, though, right? I don't think it was nuclear power. The movie was against just nuclear, nuclear weapons. weapons. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, because well, at the start, a, a child sends Superman a letter. That's right. That says, "Why don't you rid the world of nuclear weapons, you dickhead?" Yeah, because you can. And Superman's mm. like, oh. Oh, yeah, and then he goes I and, guess I could go back in time before they invented nuclear <laughs> weapons because I do have that ability and then just change society as a whole. But I guess I won't. Maybe I'll just... Put them in a big net and throw them in the sun. Put them in a big net and throw them in the sun, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to even... I don't even... So, he, he also... Can, there's like... A, he consults a Kryptonian council. He's like, should I do this? And they're like, no. <laughs> Let them burn. <laughs> right. I think there's a sequence like that. Yeah. Let them burn. Wait. Krypton's fine, isn't it? Right? <laughs> Our hubris didn't destroy us all, right? We're just a computer or something. I don't know. Guilty. Oh. Remember that bit? No. You remember the first one? Not really. There's the Kryptonian council that sentences on. Oh, that's right. And they're in hula hoops. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. I don't know. Look, it's not good. Mm. Superman Returns, last one. Ugh. I only bring it up because Superman Returns is set in the same universe as the Christopher Reeve Superman films, but it disregards everything except Superman 1 and 2, but even then it kind of disregards elements of those movies. And it also just steals elements of those movies. <laughs> yes. In particular? The Land Deal. <laughs> yes. Uh, Superman rescuing Wings. Lois Lane in a bloody helicopter slash plane yep, it's a jumbo it's a jet in this yeah I maintain that that's a great sequence yeah it's good yeah that, that effect is good yeah but that's it like and that's they, they front loaded that movie they that's totally the best did. part of that movie it's you know actually it's the second best part of the movie the best part of the movie is the scene they deleted right from the start yeah which is the there's a so in Superman Returns for anybody who doesn't know you don't have to watch it it's fine Superman is returning from a five he's been away from earth for five years yes because he has gone into space to look at the remnants of the planet Krypton. And he went there in like a crystal spaceship. Yes. Yeah. Reminiscent of crystals. Yeah. Yeah. The best use of crystals. <laughs> I believe in one version of it, or it might have been in a comic, prequel comic or whatever, Lex Luthor gives him that information for him to leave Earth. Oh. Like he goes, and he goes looking for society. Right. For the, what's left of his society, which is nothing. Right. And again, this movie... Uh, Brings back garbage Lex Luthor again, <laughs> a character who, when his 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 nemesis has left Earth for five years, yeah. the best he can do is he can nearly inherit a boat from an old lady, and then he doesn't. And he doesn't because she, she dies first. So he just forges a signature <laughs> on the on the will, and then he just steals her boat. <laughs> That's all he's been doing for five years. And again, comic book Lex Luthor has become the president of the United States. With Superman on his tail and every other superhero. <laughs> Again, this is a world that's only got one superhero. It's Superman. Yeah. In the DC regular DC universe, there are literally thousands of superheroes yep. who are always like dozens of look Supermen. Out, look out! Exa exactly. Look out for that Lex Luthor. He's trouble. He's public enemy number one. Yeah. Always be on his tail. Always keep an eye on him. And then he becomes the president <laughs> because he's that good at being the. Lex Luthor. The smartest man in the, the world. The smartest man in the world. This yeah. guy nearly gets a boat. Yeah. Five years it took. <laughs> Jeez. Against it. And his idea is to take a shard of a crystal. Yep. 
or a hole crystal, mm-hmm. throw it into the ocean, yep. make a weird garbage kryptonite island, sure. which is just an horrendously sharp place that no one wants to live, yep. and then sell that land. Yeah. And bearing in mind, if you do know anything about Lex Luthor and kryptonite, yeah. he wore a very small amount of kryptonite in a ring on one of his hands. He got cancer. Yes, he did. And he's expecting people to live on that, <laughs> to pay good money to live on a giant cancer island. <laughs> What is this movie about? You know, I should preface this by saying I don't hate Superman Returns. I hate Superman Returns. Is (laughs) that a surprise? No. No. I'm not surprised. Look, I feel like it was a mistake to continue the Christopher Reeve universe. Yeah, and again, this... How long long was it between 4 and Returns? 87, 2006. Heaps of years. So that is plenty of time to go, hey, literally everybody's forgotten about the previous ones. Let's reboot Superman. Let's give him... Well, they tried. Let's give him the comic book origin that he's had for decades now. Just make him less powerful, less ridiculous. Give him a good Lex Luthor. Yep. Give him some decent bad guys. Give him some decent stuff to fight. Yes. Like a big robot. Like a big robot, exactly. And they went, nah, let's just have him lift a big rock into space. (laughs) That's the finale. Lift a big rock, throw it into space. (laughs) Ugh. The bit where he gets shot in the eye is pretty good. Yeah, but again, but again that's in the trailer. That's in the trailer, and also, it's yeah. So, so any, again, anybody hasn't seen it, you don't have to. But there's a scene he's mm. fighting some bank robbers yeah. on a rooftop, and they've got and they shoot bloody, him with a minigun. Yeah, and it's it pretty solid minigun minute, and you know and it, it just it just yeah, all sorts of bullets pinging off him. Yep, and then. They run out of bullets, and so the last guy just pulls out a handgun and shoots him in the eye, and yeah. you see the bullet hit his eye and, like, squish and bounce off. Yeah. Which is great. And he doesn't blink. Yeah, he doesn't blink, but I think that moment would have been better served later in the movie. Right. Because there's a scene where he's been depowered by kryptonite, yes. and Lex Luthor's going to kill him. Yes. Surely that's the moment. Like, something happens. Oh, like you think where he gets his powers Yeah, you back. think he's been depowered, and then Lex Luthor pulls a gun and puts a round into him and you think it's going to go through his head and it bounces off and you're like, yeah, Superman's back. Now he can lift that rock into space. But he doesn't. Lex Luthor doesn't have a gun. I know, he should have a gun. <laughs> he should have heaps of guns. All the guns. Yeah, mm. that's a good point you're he making. He should have a little robot that delivers him guns. Well, I think he was supposed to have a little robot sidekick in the Kevin Smith version. Yeah, like they wanted to give him a little effeminate yeah. robot sidekick. If you I'd take that correctly. over no robot sidekick. <laughs> sure. I'd take that over whatever goons he had. Cal Penn and the other guy. <laughs> yes. So, that gay rugby player. Huh. I can't remember his name. Australian guy. Because it was filmed in Australia. That's something I find really distracting about this movie is where I'm like, I know all of these actors. Oh, they're, sure, yeah. Because they're all in Water Rats. Right, right. So, but, and it's this weird kind of pseudo-1930s newspaper, weird gold glow universe. Which works in some instances. It doesn't work in others. 1989 Batman, which you hate and I love. I don't hate it. It's, I just think it doesn't. No, no, we got to we got to develop. Oh, rivalry, okay, so you sure. Hate it. I bloody hate you it. You hate it so much. <laughs> so it works in that because it's a weird dark universe. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't work in it's no because it doesn't even tone, it doesn't even weirdness. line up with the original no, Chris Reeve universe, which was set in the modern era. Yes, these um, this isn't set in the modern era. No. It's set in a world where ladies are wearing pearls and hats and. Going to the opera. Going to the opera in their bustles or whatever. That's right. And driving like roadsters and stuff. There's also a weird moment where 
Superman wipes Lo- we've got I can't believe we didn't mention this. At the end of Superman two, he wipes Lois Lane's memory by kissing her. Correct. Which is apparently a thing he can do in yeah. addition to time travel. Sure. Those are two pretty handy powers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially if you're using the Geller. Oh. But so she has no memory of him being Clark Kent or them being in a relationship. And then in Superman Returns, she has a child that's Oh yeah, that's, problematic. Yeah, that's clearly his. And yeah. you know it's his because he pitches a fucking piano. Yes, like true. that happens, right? Yeah, uh-huh. So she must be like, something's happened here. Can you get pregnant if you're standing around this guy? Like, how did this happen right. to me? Do you know what Do I mean? Do you think it's just this Superman juice just permeating the atmosphere? Exactly. Yeah. So. But maybe. Maybe they had one night before he left. Yeah. But it's also kind of said that he didn't because say goodbye. Because if three he and left. four didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Mm. Boy, that's that's weird. I just think it's weird that it's, it's sort of in the same universe, but it doesn't line up. It doesn't adhere to its own continuity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, they were going to originally put Zod in this. Oh, as the kid. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, and he wanted uh, Brett... Um, not Brett. What's his name? Brian Singer. Sure. Brian Singer wanted a uh, British dude. Ju- I bet Jude Brian Lord. Singer and Brett Ratner get confused all the time. <laughs> I'm sure they and do. And one of them hates it and one of them loves it. <laughs> Who? Which is which? We don't know. He wanted uh, yeah, Jude Law to be Zod, which uh, I think would have been yeah, solid work, cast, yeah. especially if you're going for that 1970s era, like, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the actor's name. Um, the actor who plays Zod, whatever. Yeah. Like, he's slick back his hair. He's got that kind of high forehead kind yeah, of uh-huh. line. It would, mm-hmm. it would totally work. I think that could would have been interesting where if you found out that Superman was just keeping Zod in the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah, like okay. That. I don't sure. know what they were going to do with it. Uh-huh. This movie obviously never got a sequel, but the, the idea was, Brian Singer said multiple times, that we said at least once, that um, <laughs> he wanted to go Wrath of Khan with it. And like, because one of the big complaints about this movie, which Man of Steel addresses in space. So cast Benedict Cumberbatch, insists <laughs> that he's not Zod. <laughs> and just, just keep at it, and then it turns out he's Zod. That Superman didn't throw a punch, so that's what he wanted to do for the second one. And that movie obviously never got off the ground. Right. They rebooted. They went with Man of Steel. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I think I think the reason this happened is because Warner Brothers and the producers were so fed up with trying new things with Superman films and then falling down because they tried... Kevin Smith did a version and then that turned into Tim Burton's version and then that went away and then there was a Batman v Superman movie and then there was Superman... Um, I think it's Superman Reborn. I can't remember. But J.J. Abrams wrote uh-huh. a version. We've talked about it. I've got, a video, have, yeah. on. I've got mm-hmm. a video on it. Um and I think they were just like, yeah, let's just go with people still have affinity with the Chris Reeve version. And Brandon Routh does a pretty decent job, yeah. I think. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's dead on as a Chris Reeve mm. kind of Superman. And dead on as Dylan Dog. He's a chameleon, that guy. <laughs> what really can't he is. do? Yeah, what can't he do? Mm. So I don't hate it. I could see, I know why people hate it. But there's also people who say that this is a better movie than Man of Steel. There's a lot of hate for Man of Steel. I know. Yeah. I'm aware. So, you know, mm. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think they both have flaws. Yeah. And I'm still waiting. Where do you think the main hate for Man of Steel comes from? Uh, destruction. Yeah. Style over substance. Oh, everybody hates Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what that movie is. I feel in a lot of, I feel a lot of it is neck break backwards. <laughs> okay. Like, people watch it and they're like, I quite like this. And then... Superman breaks Zod's yes. neck and then they go, oh, actually, I hate everything. Yeah. And they wind back and go, oh, now I hate the fact that the city was destroyed. Yeah. And oh, now I hate the fact that Kevin Costner was killed while rescuing a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I hate, you know. That's you know probably, I mean? you know what, that's, mm. 
we've talked about this. We've talked it to death. And look, yeah, we're, we we're, have. We're going to talk about Man Soon of Steel. Soon we'll never have to talk it to death ever again. Yeah. But I, I genuinely like Man of Man of Steel. There are bits that I don't. I don't like the dog bit. I don't like the fight through the city. Yeah. I don't like the next snap. Not because it's because Superman shouldn't kill. It's because. That scenario is ridiculous. Yeah, like he and his, they wrote it, and they wrote it, and they're it's like, well, "What else are you supposed to do?" Well, like write well, a different some... scenario, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, there's some really effective scenes, like mm-hmm. where Jonathan Kent is explaining where Clark Kent's from. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, I, I don't want any of this. I just want to kind of just be your son." And he's like, "You are my son." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a genuinely that is great, like yeah. powerful moment. Uh-huh. I think the score's amazing, uh-huh. and I think it's well cast. But yeah, I'm still waiting for a definitive. Superman movie, okay, a mod a modern one, and I don't know if Batman v Superman is going to be it because it's not a Superman movie. Sure, even if it is great, it's not yep. a Superman movie. It's a it might be Justice League, yeah, or yeah. like a yeah, you know, or you know, proto Justice League or whatever you yeah, whatever if you they want to they call may it. never get to Justice League. They so may, yeah, well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. That being said, what a great universe we've discussed! Hooray! What time is it? Uh, what is it? It's ten thirty. No, yeah. No, I'm just talking um, time wise. I'm oh, sure. We'll probably we'll go a little bit over two hours, maybe. Nice. We'll see how we bloody go, oh, bloody, buddy. Any, anything else about the Chris Reeve, Brandon Routh, Supergirl universe? Pretty great, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's bad. It's bad. But if people have thoughts, you know, I'd, what do you, buddy, Twitter at us. Yeah, if you've I'd got, like if you actually like, okay, I love this scene where yeah. this, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear about it. Totally. I'm open to changing my mind. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really. You know what? The sign that if you think if you think of some modern day Kevin Costner movies, you think he's great. In, I'd like to hear about him because I like Kevin Costner. He's good and stuff. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because for me, the thought of going back and rewatching all these is is exhausting. Mm. So that I think that says something that they're of the time. Yeah, there's some great moments, but you know, Zack Snyder's even said as well. He's like, people need to let that version go. I don't think there's anything wrong with the. Superman himself in that, but the the dumb stuff that happens around him. Yeah, again, I I don't hate the idea of a Superman who can do anything. I'm, mm. I don't hate a, a character who can do anything, but I think if you build that character, you need villains that can challenge that character. Not not <laughs> real dumb Lex Luthor. Fantastic! Yeah. Mm. What a great podcast. Thank you. Should we do the next seg- segment? Yeah, let's do the next 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 segment. This segment is called "What Are We Reading." Oh, what are we gonna read? I'm doing a thing. What are we reading today? How exciting! How exciting yeah. to be here! It's exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. What are you? Good. What are you uh, I've been watching um, Love on Netflix. What's that? It is the new Judd Apatow. Well, I don't know if it's new. It's probably been out for ages. It's a Judd Apatow series. Okay. It's got uh, Paul Rust and Gillian Jacobs. Okay. And it's like uh, like a modern. It's like a romantic comedy series. Right. But it's kind of like a mod, like a real modern take on it. And it's it's kind of um. There's been a lot of like think pieces about it because it's Paul Paul it's Gillian Jacobs from Community, yeah, yeah. who's a very very attractive lady, sure. and then Paul Rust, who is not a very attractive lady necessarily, <laughs> and it's kind of like you that's know, completely subjective. I think exactly that's what I think. <laughs> anyway, and and it's kind of uh, and it's always like you know why is it always a beautiful woman and then just an ugly slob of a real dumb dickhead or whatever you know they always always do that. I just looked up Paul Rust. What do you think? He's alright. He's not the worst bloke I've that's ever seen. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm saying. And also, Gillian Jacobs in this is kind of like like she the character has a lot of emotional problems. Sure. And kind of yeah, well, they both do, but it's kind of like you know when you when you're both mental, there's 
looks don't matter so much. <laughs> when you're both mental. Mental, yeah. Well uh-huh. put. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of them together in the show. Yeah. He's got a good head of hair. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. I'm okay with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's sort of like a very modern romantic comedy. It feels very real. It's not like laugh out loud crazy funny. Sure. But it feels very real. What is it, like 13? 13 episodes? T- yeah, 10, 10, maybe 10. I think 10, it's 10. 10. Yeah. That's quite a lot. I could literally look it up. I have Netflix on this thing. You don't need to do that. No, I'm going to. I'm going to. This isn't the kind of. This is neither yeah. the time nor the place. Yeah, it's also got uh, supporting uh, Gillian Jacobs' roommate is played by uh, Australian Claudia O'Doherty. He's a very funny comedian. She's great in it. You know her. You know well, what? You're playing fancy comedians, don't you? I don't know Claudia O'Doherty. You move in these celebrity no, circles. No, I don't know. I don't know Claudia O'Doherty. She's de- she's did some very good. Look, she she did she did some very excellent comedy festival shows. She did yes. three in a row that were excellent. Yeah. But any time I'd run across her, she had kind of a deer in the headlights look, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to bother her. <laughs> She looks terrified. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk, walk up away. by. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I get to read something um, ahead uh, in advance this week, which oh. doesn't genuinely happen to me. Um, I got my hands on a copy. Uh, two, uh, the first two issues of uh, Mark Millar's um, Empress. That's right. Yeah. Which is basically this sprawling kind of space star saga, kind of with a but with a smaller kind of family focus. So it's kind of Star Wars esque in that kind of sense. So you've got this all this intergalactic politics and aliens and, and monsters and, and all this kind of stuff. But then the the focus is there's this ruler, tyrant, monster, jerk, uh-huh. bastard, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. That's his name. No, it's not. But And <laughs> then his, um, his wife, the empress, decides to take her kids that she's had with him uh-huh. uh, with the help of her bodyguard and flee and just get, uh-huh. get away from this, this lunatic. Okay. And it's basically it's her, it's the, you know it's like a chase across across the galaxy. Ooh. It's the art. I, it was really reminiscent of. Did you ever read the Star Wars? Oh, the the original the Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. No, they, I haven't. But I they updated it. You know, yeah, it came out a, a couple of years ago where they did. Uh-huh. There's a basically it's, it's 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 the original Star Wars story put into a comic book. Right. And the art is very rem- reminiscent of that. I feel anyway, and, and especially the one of the main characters, the bodyguard, he looks very much like the proto Luke Skywalker. Oh, sure. Like this older kind of grizzled veteran who's just kind of like he's just trying to you know do the do the best thing, and his loyalties uh-huh. lie with this empress. But you know, you'd think that maybe it wouldn't, but obviously he's just like, look, my you know first and foremost, you know, I've been assigned to protect you, and so this is what we're doing. Uh-huh. I'll you know I'll risk my life and and everything to to kind of to kind of set up a you know a better life for you. So so far. Great. It's great. Okay. So, you know. And you're two issues in. I'm two issues in, yeah. I think it's definitely worth reading. Um, the first issue isn't actually out yet, and I can't give it to people, I don't think. Ooh. So I probably won't do that. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it's um, it's definitely worth um, checking out. Great. Also, I've been playing the um, Uncharted 4 beta. Oh. Uh, multiplayer beta. Uh-huh. Which is... Are right. you online and being crushed by small children? Constantly? You know what? I'm better. I'm better than I thought I'd be. I'm not good at first-person shooters, but I'm good at while well, everybody else is firefighting. Do you I'm, mean third-person shooters? No, I'm not good at first-person. shooters. Oh, but you're good at third-person shooters. I'm better, <laughs> and because I've played all the Uncharted games because I love them. Uh-huh. Everybody's fighting, and I'll kind of run in from the side and then punch people. What kind of a what kind of a multiplayer gamer are you? I don't a do coward. It. In terms of, in terms of, like, what is your strategy? My strategy so, is so if somebody finds you on the internet. How can they defeat you? Is my question. Well, I'm not. You know, when there's two groups of people running at each other. Sure, yeah. I'm not in that. Okay, I'm sure. Around the back or the side. You're a sniper. No, I run in. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a charged melee combat. You've got a grappling hook that you use, but you can hold it and then hit somebody with it, and it's a one hit kill. Oh. So I've been doing a lot of that. Okay, and, right. And close quarters, shotgun. Okay, right. Because I'm not good at shooting, but if I'm close, I'm good. <laughs> sure. Maybe I'm getting old. Mm. But yeah. No, it's 
Those games are great. Do you ever play them? Uh, little bits. Yeah. But yeah, I was I in the previous generation of systems, I had a 360. I didn't have a PS4. Sure. A PS3, rather. Yeah. So that was the, that was the PS3. Well, if you do exclusive. get a PS4, yep. you can get the Uncharted Collection. Nice. Um, which is well worth playing, if you mm-hmm. want. Anyway, that's the segment of that. We what did that it? segment yeah. of that. Let's do letters. Okay, let's do letters. The classic one was letters, oh letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a day away. Hang on, here right now, we're going to do letters. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Uh, now i got some letters here. <laughs> that'd be that'd be awkward if we didn't have any letters. Well, we also have tweets. We do have tweets. And the, also we don't get literal letters. They're emails. We've never we've never actually got a letter. No. Some people said we should set up a PO box, but mm. I'd have to check it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, so good point. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This So if you hashtag Weekly Planet Pod, you can... Uh, We'll find that. We'll find that on the Twitter. Or you can go to uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com. That's right. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite comic book vehicle? That's from Jacob. He's at thatweedgoat on Twitter. Favorite comic book vehicle, Vehicle. Mason. Okay. Hmm, You go first. All right. (laughs) I love it. And it's not generally doesn't turn up in comics. It's more in toys where it's like, Superman's like Motorci- with a yeah. car or a motorcycle. The Flash's motorcycle. Yeah. He well, doesn't need a motorcycle. No, he doesn't. It's super fast, you idiots. So I kind of love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because because Superman's the kind of character, and even the Flash falls into this category, where what do you package him with? Yeah, Because with that's Batman, true. you could give him all sorts of tech and gear and yeah, gadget. Yeah. Superman, uh-huh. you give him a Kryptonian armor or you know what yeah, I mean or right, like right. a club what yeah. do you give him yeah that's true so but uh, uh, but a real one I yeah. kind of love the spider car uh-huh. um, yeah, old man Logan for example you know they take that car and they drive across they drive across the country in it uh-huh. which I think is super interesting it was kind of introduced as kind of this wacky campy thing that yeah. was then kind of forgotten uh-huh. but then brought back into the into the modern era you kind of see it pop up mm-hmm. every now and then because it can drive on walls that's very true yeah Mm-hmm. You got any other ones? I like the look. Everybody likes the Batmobile. I specifically like the 1944 Batmobile. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. which has like the bat face on the front. It's just a car with somebody's just drilled a bat face into the front. Yeah, but it looks real sweet, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. I, there was a there was a period because Batman, you know, has done has had a heaps of different Batmobiles over the years. Sometimes when you like they do like a splash page of like his all the all the Batmobiles in the, that, in the yeah, Batcave, like yeah, all the movie because in the 90s, I guess when they remember when Batman. Broke his back and he was replaced by Azrael, and he, who became the new Batman. Yes, man. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, at the end of that, Azrael blew up the modern Batmobile. Mm. And it was like the modern '90s Batmobile, so it was you know, right. So it was super '90s. And then so Batman sort of went through. Like there was a period where he would just go through various different Batmobiles. Okay. Like over a series of months, he would like I guess take all the old Batmobiles out of mothballs and like. They'll all get a few issues. It's That's pretty, pretty good. Great. Yeah, That's and great. so are you talking yeah. even the movie ones? No, the movie ones didn't get a. Do you like the shoe? Because you even sometimes see those. You don't yeah. see them drive them, but you see them. Do yeah. you like the Schumacher ones? No, I do the like the neon. The Bur- I like the Burton ones. Yeah, I like the Burton one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. We should broaden our horizons though. What's a be- what's another good? What's another good superhero vehicle? That bubble that um, Green Lantern floats in. <laughs> sure, that's a that is an excellent vehicle. The Turtle Blimp. That's the turtle blimp's vehicle. a good one. Yeah, I kind of I love the Tim Burton's Batwing. That I is think great. It's really yeah, cool. I don't yeah. think that's been surpassed really because you no, can't. No, the the one that they had in um, Dark Knight Rises is just kind of a. Cull. It's just a block. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a big brick, <laughs> big floating black brick. Yeah, because I guess because the the thing is, 
You can't because it's it is literally the Batman logo, the yeah, Burton one, yeah. and it looks great. But you can't do that again. No, otherwise people are like oh, even the new one's not. It's not super Batmany, is it? The no. new Batwing, yeah. Mm. But you know, we'll we'll see. Batwing is pretty incredible. Yeah, and of course, all the Burton Bat vehicles have just lethal weapons in them. Yeah, they do. <laughs> just yeah. machine guns and bombs that just all that sorts. drop out of the wheels. Yeah, it's mm. got that weird armor that. Oh, Armadillo armor that, that's great yeah stop motion oh, so good it. yeah that's yeah, great it's pretty good isn't it mm. I don't think I'm sure there are there are other examples of great vehicles all of Green Arrow's knockoff vehicles <laughs> get yourself an arrow plane and an arrow car chuck them in the arrow cave do you love like a bat submarine or anything like that yeah any kind of just just any kind of special use vehicle really who does all the does Alfred and him do all the maintenance on all those he used to have a guy called Harold didn't he betray him or something, Harold? Ah, uh, because he's like a mute, wasn't? Yes, he? he did. Because Harold was mute and he was also like disfigured. Yeah, yeah. And he like a hunchback. And yeah. then I think Hush like fixed all his deformities. Oh, that's right. So and I think he betrayed, he betrayed him that way. Yeah. That's right. I uh-huh. remember that. Yeah. I like uh, I like at any time the Punisher. Mm. Well, it doesn't happen anymore. But the Punisher used to have. Speaking of sidekicks, the Punisher used to have a sidekick called Microchip. Who's played know. by who's played by Wayne Knight? Got in, shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, he was played by Wayne Knight in the in Punisher Warzone. But he he used to have a he used to be the Punisher's gadget guy, and he would always build him like a like a specialized vehicle. So he had a, like he had a Punisher, like he had a his like general van, which was indestructible and like had like self defenses in you know yeah. had like you know machine guns. All that bizzo. All, all that bizzo. But at one point he had a. There was somebody murdering taxi drivers in New York, so he had to pretend to be a taxi driver. And he had like an indestructible, like New York cab. So it just great. looked like a regular cab. It looked like a was... regular cab, but it was like bulletproof. That's and stuff. awesome. It was pretty awesome. But it also had like, uh, spoiler alert, but this came out like 20 years ago. Sure. But he had like, because you know, in, in, I guess, in American cabs or in mm. New York cabs, the, the passengers always sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. He had like a double barrel shotgun under the seat. Right. Like, and like with a ring pull near the ignition. Ah, oh, okay. And yeah, like yeah. with some like, you know, super powerful shotgun shells and yeah, whatever. Yeah. When he finally found the killer, he just and that pulled was that it. ring. And he just blew the back of the cab out. <laughs> like it's just... That's it's, it's not a incredible. funny story. It's actually a super dark story. Well, but... that sounded pretty funny to me. Yeah, it was pretty funny too. <laughs> what about um? You know, I'm just I've just googled it here just quickly. Yes. Uh, the Green Hornet car from that Seth Rogen movie. Hated that whole thing. But that car's pretty great, right? Yeah. See, the thing about that movie is that the sidekick is the hero in that. Yeah. And Seth Rogen's just, you know, garbage. Just garbage. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What about um Night Owls? Al Mobile. Oh, Archie, sure. Archie, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I learned that the other week. Pretty good. The Fantastic Car. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. They got like the Scooby Doo Mystery Mobile. Oh, they got some like sweet impractical He Man stuff here. You know, it's yep. like treads that, tank treads that roll like wheels, so they yep, fully uh-huh. like flip over. Yeah, I had that one. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Uh, Do you like the Tumblr? I think on a practical level, it makes sense in that universe. I like the Tumblr. Until mm. that middle bit of uh, the Dark Knight, where it crashes and he ejects a, a bat cycle out. You of didn't it. like the ba- the bat no, cycle? No, because it doesn't. Why would that exist in that vehicle? There's no reason for it to exist in case of a crash. No, it's a good it's point. It's a tumbler. It doesn't crash. What about this Ghost Rider's motorcycle? Uh yes, but the '90s one. Okay. What it's about so- the car? Sometimes he has a car. Sometimes there's a version of him that has a horse. Oh sure, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's- yep. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. It's a bloody crapshoot, mate. Mm-hmm. I know that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, it's probably an episode we won't do in it. Well, we've done it now. <laughs> we've 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 squeezed out all the entertainment value. This oh, here's a good one: the Penguin's Duck from Batman Returns. <laughs> Best one. Yeah. You know what I loved? What's as that? As a kid, the Inspector Gadget car toy. Yeah, I didn't have it, but yeah. it could like transform and I stuff. Had it. Did you? Yeah, I did. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Do you still have it? Can I have it? Yeah, I still have it. Do you you really? can borrow it. <laughs> you have it in a box somewhere, sure. Great. See, this is annoying. You Google it and you get things like it's a it's a car, but it has Wolverine spray painted on it. Yeah. It's not a bloody <laughs> No, that's Wolverine's car. That's <laughs> canonical. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is from Daniel at Shaka17. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Do you think superhero films like Deadpool are becoming funnier slash better written than true comedies? Oh, that's a very good question. It is a good question. It's probably an episode, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I think they're better at finding their market. Right. Like, I think if you think of Deadpool, there's a lot. I'm an am now. There's a lot of... There's a lot of jokes in there that are very niche. Yes. And they're funny. Yes. But if you don't know that, say, Professor X has been played by both James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart, mm. that is just a dead spot in the movie. That's true. Like, How could that's you not, not know that, though? That, that's crazy that a person would not know that on planet Earth. That's a really good point, also. <laughs> that is a very good point. That's, okay, I see what you're saying. So, that, so the strength is they can go niche, they can go specific. Yeah. Say, like, for lack of a better example, the movie Sex Tape is just a broad nonsense film that what appeals to that? nobody. It's got buddy Jason Siegel and Cameron Diaz and the sex date gets oh, out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. It's yeah, probably yeah, sure. a road trip also. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the last really good comedy that I saw. Zoolander 2. I didn't see it. No. I couldn't even know. I'd have, yeah. to, I'd have to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Comedies don't... Because comedy's so subjective, it's... Yeah. You prefer like, live comedy, don't you, to actual comedy comedies? Uh, no, they're apples and oranges. Yeah. I don't think that's true. No, one's live comedy and one's recorded that's comedy. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So li- literally, that is. <laughs> no, um, yeah, like, I think I think definitely superhero, uh, superhero movies that are funny have found their niche better. Yes. As opposed to just, well, we'll give it a try or, or like you know right, right. like you, you brought like your epic movies or your whatever Ugh. whoever makes those now that are just here's a reference do you like it no no oh, no i don't like it you need an actual <laughs> joke there and, it, and with a superhero movie yeah. you can go well everybody who's watching this gets yeah or everybody who's a fan of this sort of stuff they understand who the people are yes. so you, you don't just have to reference it you reference it and then you put a joke in. yes because a reference wouldn't be enough absolutely or, but again, like, um, if you think of a movie like The Hangover, yeah. that is that has broad appeal mm. because uh, people who there are people who enjoy the wolf the, packs. Yeah, people they enjoy, who enjoy having wolf their own wolf packs. Pack, exactly. Maybe they've got a Facebook group with all their dickhead friends from school. You you were speaking from experience there, clearly. <laughs> Let's just not get into it. Okay, good. <laughs> but like, some people like that movie because. Everything all the characters do is so horrible, and that is funny. Like, imagine people doing this, and the other half of the people who are watching it really enjoy it because they really wish they were doing all those things. Right, right, yeah, you I know? get you. Yeah, but it's hard to it's hard to strike. It's hard for lightning to strike twice like that, as evidenced by The Hangover Two, which was the same movie but much worse. And then The Hangover Three. I didn't say three, which was abysmal, also uh-huh. equally abysmal. Again, I've said this before, but I will watch Hangover Four mm. if they're like, "Hey, it's this guy's wedding this time. Who knows what'll <laughs> happen?" Right, and then they black out. And they wake up and you see like 
Zach Galifianakis' face, like it's just a one shot of his face, yeah. and it pulls back slightly, and, it lo- and you're like, is he behind glass? What's going on? And then you pull back further, and he's got like a space helmet on, and he's just on the moon. Like they're just woken up on the moon, and it's like, how did how did this happen? How do we get out of this? And they're and they're calling they're calling their, the wife, and they're like, sorry, honey, I'm, we're on the moon. I don't... They can't say they're on the moon. Oh, that's no. true. They can't say they're on the moon. We're just we're just um I'm at a, we're at the planetarium. <laughs> that's you know? right. Yeah, that's great. Mm. You know, I think though, just quickly, um, the strength of superhero movie comedy is yes, the jokes are kind of built in. This more applies to the Marvel movies around the story and the characters. Yeah, so there's a solid story in place generally, uh-huh. and then they'll like say Captain America: Civil War. I think there's some genuinely fu- not Civil War, sorry, Winter Soldier. Yep. I think there's some genuinely funny moments. Maybe even laugh out loud moments in that movie. There's uh-huh. maybe like two or three, but they really hit their mark. Yeah. Because they know their character, they know the source material, they know their audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas a comedy like Grimsby, presumably, yes. I haven't seen it, maybe it's uh. amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, look at all these dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically and literally. <laughs> yeah. We're just trying them both. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. If you love a bloody dick comedy, good for you. All right, last letter. Hey, Nick and James, I've been listening to your show for a while and I wanted to let you know how refreshing it is as a female sci-fi slash comic book slash fantasy fan to hear two guys with such an unmisogynistic view of the views of the genre. That's a word that I say differently in my head. Uh-huh. So I would have to say it out loud. I'm like, it's not misogynistic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? For a very long time, I couldn't, I didn't associate the word S-U, uh, S-E-G-U-E. Oh, segway. Segway. Yeah, I, I pronounce it seg. Well, that's In my head, I'm like, oh, it's a real red seg. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm particularly uh, appreciative with your defense of Rain, uh, your Mary Sue episode, and Furiosa, um, and the feminist road. Uh, far too often, I feel like I have to defend my knowledge and enjoyment of a genre uh, shows or movies in a way that men don't have to, and it can be pretty disheartening. Please keep up the good work. Now, I have a question. Yes. Uh, I feel like I need to send a question as well. So... What is a show or movie that you absolutely loved as a kid that you have watched as an adult and you now realize how bad it was? Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for the letter. It's nice of you to say. You know what? uh, In speaking of comedy, uh, in speaking of superhero vehicles, a movie that I loved as a kid that I watched many, many times and rewatched and it's... Look, it's Condor Man. I don't know if you remember Condor Man. Of course I know Condor Man. Condor Man, which had... um, What's it? Some Mothers Do Avum. The guy from Some Mothers Do Avum. Look, I can just look it up. He's a, and he's in like the Phantom of the Opera. That he's yeah, like he's a, a he's Michael, a song and dance man. Michael, yeah, that guy, God. Michael, Michael Crawford. Thank you. Yeah, and he's a he's a essentially the plot of Condor Man is he's a comic book artist. Yes, who created a character called Condor Man. Yes, and he also decided to sort of bring that into the real world, and he builds like a Condor Man. It was the kickass of its day. Yeah, like a set of wings, and then he just he leaps off the Eiffel Tower, I think, at one point. Yeah, he then, does this really slow. Flap. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "What are you? What are you doing with your life? Whatever." And then he gets like, then he gets drawn into a world of Is intrigue. It in France? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but they want. There's like a Soviet KGB agent, like a lady KGB agent who wants to defect. Lady KGB. And so he has to. He has to help this the CIA. Like get her out, and they're like, "We need you." And he's like, "Well, how about build me all these gadgets?" And he's, they're like, "All right." I mean, now that we have the ideas for these gadgets and we have the, all these weapons, we probably don't need you. But all right, let's bring. And he you has on. a car as well. Don't he has he? a Condor Man car, which has like lasers and missiles in it. And there's a there's a chase scene, and and he dresses up like Lawrence of Arabia at some point. They're like, and then they end up on a rooftop with the the, the KGB lady, and she's like, "How do we get out of this?" And he takes his 
Lawrence of Arabia outfit off, and he's got like the like the real Condor Man outfit on, and he leaps off oh, the, the roof, real and they fly off. Is it like a glidey thing? Yeah, or it's like... more a glide. Yeah. God, that. Movie. Anyway, it's pretty bad, but you know. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. Bad. I'm sure. I've still got a soft. I'm sure I'd still watch it if it came on TV. Maybe we should watch it together. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> everything, everything I used to like is garbage. Yes. You go back and like He-Man is terrible, Voltron is terrible, uh-huh. Transformers the cartoon is... I think it starts... No, the animation is terrible in that cartoon, isn't it? It's like three frames. Yeah, it's real bad. And it's just like... Yeah. Yeah. Transformers as well. Did you literally just say Transformers? Yeah, I did. I... Okay. <laughs> I was looking at something else. But yeah, no, it's... it's it, When you... Because what, what happened there is that... Some of them were very good. Yes. The Transformers, the movie, the animation was really good. Totally, yeah. There was one called Call of the Primitives, which was the same animation company. Right, right. And that was quite, like, it was quite fluid animation. And when you're a kid, you're like, oh, this car, you sort of fill in the blanks in your head. You don't realize, the, you don't see the difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles, the original cartoon, is not good. Correct. The, the first two episodes are more kind of serious, but then it's all like, yeah, radical pizza for like <laughs> 500 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Happens after that, but I'm. You know what? It's okay that if a thing isn't good, that you you still yeah. watch. Like it's not the end of the world. Who cares? Yeah. Like yeah. new stuff. I genuinely think though there is a lot of solid kids shows on at the moment, and there has been. Though that being said, like we had like Ren and Stimpy, yeah, mm-hmm. which probably holds up. Yeah, that maybe Doug was good. Probably sure. not. Uh-huh. Like a weird depressing. Rocco's world. Modern Life. Probably uh, still. Was, yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, that was still incredible. good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, you look like, look at, for example, like Star Wars Rebels is quite good. Yeah. And that kind of straddles a line of, it caters to kind of kids and adults as well. And, you know, people love SpongeBob and Adventure Time even, like there's big fans yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think TV shows now are a little bit better at catering to adult audiences as well. Maybe they're not. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. And that's, we'll never know. We, in a way, we won't know. Yeah. I mean, in the way that we definitely won't. Let's end the show. Okay, great. Where, where, what? Are, where's that? What are oh, we? we're at, we're at uh, Weekly Planet Pod. Yep. Weekly Planet Pod. I'm still fresh as a daisy. I can do another hour, I'm but you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do another hour. Let's do bloody the bloody funniest little bloody things we can bloody reaction videos on the internet. Let's review a, them. I drank a bloody liter of water, mate. Wow. All right, Jeez. you're about ready to go. All right, so uh, you can find us on Weekly Planet Pod on Gmail and Facebook and Twitter and Bandcamp, where we've got some audio commentaries. That's true. And uh, I'm at, at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr Sunday Movies. And also, of course, we've got the UNICEF page. Um, if you'd like to contribute to that, the link is in the description. Donate some money. You'll be, you'll get, you'll. No matter what happens, you'll definitely get an exclusive Q and A. Yeah, which we will do. It'll maybe be about an hour. Secrets will be revealed. Probably not, but <laughs> secrets will be revealed. And you know, the chance to um, win some secrets, comic bento, some secrets, and comic bento boxes. Yeah, be I great. might even throw them some Star Wars Blu-rays. I got to think about that. The comic bento boxes will contain secrets. Definitely. Mm. So exciting. Uh, thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham. Rackham for our theme songs. Correct. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Yes. Thank you to everybody who ever lived. Not everybody. Some <laughs> no. bad people. No thanks to everybody who made the bloody Superman movies. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> Richard Donner did some good stuff. Yeah, they, they were all right. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> all right. Is that everything? Yep. What uh, else I do we think do? De- I think that's about it. Yeah. I think... Oh, we got that um, Amazon affiliate link. Oh, yeah, if, if you, you want to buy, buy anything through Amazon. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's up all the time. That's up forever. Just there's be a link in the podcast description. If you want to buy anything from Amazon, just click that link. It just goes through to regular Amazon. You yep. don't pay a single cent more. No. And that uh, keeps the old lights on in uh, the old man cave. Do you mean regular room? No, this is a man cave. I don't think that's actually true. We've never established <laughs> what kind of man cave this is. It's just like a vague because it's because it's definitely a man cave, but like mm. like we've never established if it's like the Elks Club <laughs> and there's like a stag head on the wall and a fireplace, or it's like like a like a man cave and there's like a pinball machine and like tons of Darts like a little fridge of Monster Energy drink. Look at all these different beers that I've drunk from yeah, around the that's world right, on my yeah. shelf. Yeah, in reality, anyway, it's a very blank room which I will never change. <laughs> Man cave. And the Elk Club, yeah. obviously. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's the show, I think. Yep. Yeah, Daredevil's not next week, so we'll have to do something. Batman? Maybe well, we could do a Batman retrospective. Do we want to do Nolan Otherwise, or yeah. do we want to do We want to do Burton. Burton. All right. We want to do we Burton, Burton do slash Burton. Schumacher. All right. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> You're driving this ship there. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. See you next week. Thanks, Grab that jam, you guys. Please do. Wait. Oh, I forgot to mention the Redbubble t-shirts below. There's a new design that Nan made. For Golden Legend. That's right, where it's a Batman v Superman Weekly Planet t shirt design. We can better print on a bunch of other stuff. It is awesome. Now, we don't get a bunch of. Superman because you love Superman, and I hate Superman. I'm Batman because Batman's the best one. And I hate Batman. That's the rival. (laughs) He didn't have his microphone in front of him at all. Can you hear any of that? I a little bit. Okay. I'm not going to fix it though. No, don't do it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe neither of us picked up on that. It's like pointing the complete opposite direction. Right. I just assume the, the magic goes into the little magic box. That's how it works. The audio magic. All right. That's yeah. that's that's really it though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, look, we don't make a lot of money from the t-shirt. Neither does um, Red do. Bubble certainly they does. They do. That's right. Neither does um, uh, Golden Legend. That being said, we know people like them. So yeah, yeah if you want to, I'm going to get one for the premiere. Do it. Yeah. I'm trying to get us tickets. I'm not. <laughs> I don't have that kind of sway. No, we can purchase tickets. That's how, that's how the world works. We're not millionaires, Mason. No, yeah, that's true. All right, that's really it. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.